I'm trying to do a radio program. I'm trying to do the Russell Brand show. Yeah. <laughs> radio X. This doesn't sound like a thing that's true. Russell Brand. <laughs> radio X. Hello, you're listening to Desert Island Discs on today's show on Desert Island Discs. What this is, you'll be listening to Matt Morgan, writer, comedian, hypochondriac. Matt Morgan, hypochondriac. From... You said. Yes, that's right. That's how we say it in Scotland, what I'm from. <laughs> he began his career at MTV as a lowly intern, but his particular brand, and I use the word deliberately, of dark, malevolent comedy has seen him be the voice on Radio X's Russell Brand show, as well as his own sitcom, The Mimic, in which a melancholy chameleon makes his way through life using Ronnie Corbett's voice. Matt Morgan, now a family man. Father, you get the idea, you know. Anyway, it's Russell Brand. the voice show, went. Right yeah, Matt Morgan, now a family man. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my way. With, I can't keep it. I can't sustain impressions. That's one of the things that's been difficult as an actor is I, I lose interest in the character almost while I'm doing it. But yeah. don't you do that in actual life? You do. You've admitted to it. You sort of be talking and being yourself and you think, oh, wait a minute, I'm not sure this is actually even who I am. Oh, all the time. Yeah, this is all made up. I mean, neuroscientists will tell you that. Go up to one next time you see a neuroscientist and go, is it true there's nothing actually there? Like I, when I talk about the notion of self, is neurologically, is there anything there? They'll go, no, not really, mate, just a bunch of experiences you've That's what Jim Carrey's been going around saying. That's right, yeah, and I'm pretty keen to jump on the Jim Carrey bandwagon of going around saying stuff about that. I mean, there's nothing there. Mind you, I was into there being nothing there, you know, before it became famous. <laughs> I've always liked there being nothing there. I was into it well early. Well, before there was yeah. anything there. Even before <laughs> then, yeah. I was there. Whatever it was that was before there was nothing there, I was into that as well. Mm, I've always I've been I've got, can I, I've that light behind you. It's so insane. What is yeah. it? Has it gone up? That? It was the one by yeah, G. It was the other one as well. But. So anyway, this is the podcast. I'm Russell Brand. That's Matt Morgan. Now we've already done the radio show. Remember, this is the podcast bit. So this is where you're meant to be taking photographs of ten people that you've manipulated in subscribing. Has have we see, received even one, Neil? Not one. No. Right. Send. Right. What's our email address? Russell at radiox.co.uk. Now you've just heard we've not had one. Not one. So that's because the, the prize isn't good enough. But glass panel. Yeah. So you'd be behind the glass panel. Yeah, behind. Right. right. What do Doesn't sound want? good. Bes- glass panel. Doesn't that's sound not, good. That's right. not a positive. Why am I pushing this glass panel? Why you say like you'll get a goodie bag and you'll get to sit on Russell's lap? You'll get a goodie bag. No, hold on. You'll get a lap and you'll get to sit on Russell's goodie bag. Where's <laughs> 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 We just had one in. <laughs> right now, listen. We've, we're talking about the popular crazies of crowds. We're talking about the mischief that lurks just below the surface, and we're having a hell of a time. Should we meet him around the back on the other side of the radio show so everything makes sense? Oh, yeah, I thought we were already around the back. Oh, no, mate, this is the front end. This is Ooh, where Daddy does his so big confusing business. in the dark. This is where he wiggles his winky. Whoa, this ain't the dirty back passage. Part of the cheeks. Poo-poo-pee-doo. Oh, Poo-poo-pee-doo. You know, get around the back now. <laughs> oh, look at them granules. And them granules. This is the first on. bit people are hearing. I'm sorry. Sorry about this. Look, I'm trying my best. You heard that good Desert Island disc bit. That was good, wasn't it? Mm, went on a bit know, long. It went off track, didn't it? All right, well, G's here as well. Listen, we'll do a radio show. You'll listen to that. And then you'll listen to this bit, and it is going to knock your dirty little fuckers up. <laughs> radio X. Russell Brand. It's Sunday. 
You are listening to Radio X. It's come to this. This is your life. It's 11am to 1pm. You're going to be with me, Matt Morgan, Mr G. For the next two hours, you are safe. You mental defectives, you deranged shaman, you people that float between realms, you poor, poor savages trapped in urban prisons. We will reach you across the abyss. We will, not in a weird way, put our hand into your chest and hold your pulsating heart. Feel those beats. Feel the rhythm of life. Feel the gentle melody of my mind and voice reaching into your neurology. Yes, this is it. This is the connection. This is what it's all about. And what a week it's been to be me. I mean, the rest of you don't know that, do you? Because I suppose you're in the prison of your own identity. As much as I'm in the prison of my own identity, I'm not saying it's better to be me. Why? I've got evidence that there are better versions of humanity splashed all around me, as well as a glass well, look, panel. Some presenters what? just say hello. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> That's Matt Morgan. He co-hosts the Russell Brand Show. And how are you today, Matthew? I'm alright, I'm good. Lovely rock and roll coat. It's a bit too hot. I might have to take it off. I've only got a sort of thermal underlayer on. If you can have a look at the video camera, you will see that Matt, for a moment, was wearing a nice rock and roll coat. We can take a photograph of that. Or you can follow Matt Morgan on Instagram. and Or you can follow me, at yeah, Russell do, Rockets, actually. on Twitter. Matt underscore words, Morgan. See, the problem is with your stupid joke. I have to, I have to explain yeah. it every time. It doesn't work, does it? No, silly, silly idea. You're right there, G. Yeah, real, real good. You're looking forward to summarising this. Yeah, putting it all together. Um, your intro was pretty deep. Yeah, brilliant. Have you been watching Apocalypse? I've just been alone a lot, worrying. Why? Why are you talking about Apocalypto for? I like that. Taking film. the the hand into the heart, the Aztec. That, that's my brain starting to <laughs> that think. That's a good film, moments. isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. I can't yeah. believe they're actors. I can't believe that there was moments where them fellas just sit in a trailer having a fag and going, Mel, could you speak to me a bit more nicely? <laughs> to Mel Gibson, the director, the brilliant director of that film, in spite of what other complexities Mel Gibson may have. The man. It shows you, even in Hollywood, if you're if you've got talent, that, what that, you can fight your way to the top, well, or you, you could, can't. Like well, well, the stuff that he said, yeah. he's bounced back from that. Has he, he bounced back, back? Well, he's working. I hope I bounce back. What have you said? <laughs> I've not said nothing. I've you don't want to bounce back to Hollywood, do you? No, not to Hollywood. Just I'd like to just bounce back to I don't know anywhere. Just like bouncing. Hey, look, my book. It's number one book in the You've country. Bounced back. I've bounced yeah. right back. I've bounced back. Recovery. I've recovered because it's the number yeah. one non-fiction hardback. In the suburban conurbation of Essex, and so nice, the number one non-fiction book in the country. So that's good, isn't it? That means that's really me, good. That's good for good for me. I've got a copy of it here. I don't know if you've looked for the dedications used to, because you're in there. Am I mentioned? Yeah, you do, you come across very bad in the dedications. Very what bad. Am I, what, am I, just a thank you. Seething zingers, seething zingers. They are as uh, but and but. So we'll be talking about my book, Over Course Show. If you haven't got it yet. Get it on russellbrand.com and come and see me as well in my numerous live events. But like this isn't just about senseless self-promotion. There's other things to promote as well. <laughs> Over the course of the next two hours, you are going to hear six songs, 18 minutes of adverts. They'll be cut out for the podcasts. Aaron Godfrey is going to be talking to me about my heritage and DNA, the brilliant chemical concoction that we now know creates number one books and brilliant, brilliant careers. Well, and I've also just seen the results. Uh, well, that's you know, hold your fire. Very bland seen... smoothie. <laughs> I've seen your DNA. Nasty. Yes, I've got three different types of DNA. You've got two. 
Right, you ain't looked at page two of my DNA. Yours is filthy what? dirge. Your yeah. DNA. Look at that. Ah, see, looking at page uh, one. Ha ha ha. Gutted. It was just that first page. Yeah, look at you, mate. Stupid, lousy. Only got one page, me. Right, let's analyse. Look, hold on. Before we get into that, you calm down. Don't get me worked up. You get me worked up. I'm teasing it. We've got. All right, that's just been teased. So that's coming up. And we've got Simon Amstel as well. Simon Amstel is going to be here talking about his new book. I'll be talking about my new book. If you've not seen me do stand up yet, what's wrong with you? You're listening to me on the radio. We've got all sorts of choices. Get out there, see me doing my rebirth tour. I'll be in London next month. Where'd I put that bit of paper? I'm not good at these sorts of things. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be at the Hammersmith Apollo on the 31st of October, 1st of November. Brixton Academy, 18th and 19th of December. Leeds, Nottingham, Coventry, Leicester, Stoke on Trent, all coming up in November. Come see me, right, Russell. I'm going to come to the London yeah, yeah, glory. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Ones, yeah. So if you say you're one of Matt's fans, say you're in that poor, sad, tragic organisation, the Matt Morgan Appreciation Society, or one of the other Matt Morgan Appreciation Groups, or the new nascent G-appreciating organisations, come one of those nights and you can hover right up to G or Matt. Sit through the performance until it's finished. Yes, yes, you can tolerate to that. Me and G. <laughs> Stand right by them. They're very vulnerable. Matt in public is a particular joy to have yeah, a good look at. He can't cope at all. Um, uh, so, right, we've got that coming up. So it's going to be a very good show. DNA analysis, Simon Amstel, me promoting stuff. Lots of, probably, Matt's probably had a few freebies in the post. He'll be cr- crane into bloody uh, crowbar yeah, into the show. Tapered off. Do you remember? <laughs> tapered off. Yeah. Your freebies are Well, I haven't been off. pumping it. You want to pump Where's it Where's that free bit? tent? I want that. Yeah, <laughs> where so are our free, free tree tent. tents? We're going to get free. Before we get into sort of, you know, semi-stage patter, I'd like to tell you what happened before you arrived. Obviously, uh, Radio X, one of the great, let's say the flagship show. We're very much, we're sort of a peripheral figures, aren't we? We're out there on the sideline, possibly a loss leader, probably cost them more money to make this show than they make from it for advertising because of my stance, you know, my stance on corporations. Yeah, I know your stance. I've got a stance, haven't I, of course. So, uh, but the flagship show of X, it's got to be Moyles, isn't it? It's Chris Moyles, good, thorough, decent man, brilliant broadcaster, laugh. I was having a good chat with him. I even took off my sunglasses to make a proper connection, like in that Territorial Army advert from when we <laughs> oh, were kids. Yeah, Remember yeah. that? Wow, yeah. you in the village. felt so blessed. <laughs> off they came, and they're my favourite glasses as well. Took them right off to make the proper connection you know and I'm having a lovely chat with Chris Moyles and then like being sort of as you know Matt I'm a very socially dexterous and kind man so I introduced him at G G like and G took a social risk because Chris Moyles goes nice to meet you G goes no we've actually met before didn't you mate yeah yeah we had we had we hadn't when when back in the early old days we won the Sony award me, Don't him say and, that as if it's gone we're bouncing, no, we're back. bouncing back I'm yeah. number one of the book charts but, yeah. but me Chris Moyles and Derma O'Leary went out for a, a drink did you? Yeah. Mm. Why, is, why do we not know this? Because you guys were hiding in America. I wasn't hiding. We weren't hiding. We were just stuck we, there. We weren't stuck there. And you didn't report that. You didn't tell us that you'd been for a drink with them. He didn't tell us even that uh, there was a been thing going, called the Sony they'd Awards. They've been like trying to offer poetry to those. <laughs> trying to upgrade. <laughs> yeah. He's in a secret band, isn't he? We know yeah. that now with Huey Lewis and the news. <laughs> and now we find out that he's sneaking off to do Sony Awards. Trying to get Dermot O'Leary drunk to agree to having a poem at the end Dermot of the show. O'Leary, I like you as nearly as much as I like Matt and Rusk. Chris <laughs> Moyles, come take a while, sit on the knee with us while I tell you some rhymes and tell you the time. But have you considered all that stuff he comes out with? Well, some well, people it, like it. Moyles didn't even remember. No, he so. didn't. Some yeah. people really, really like it. I mean, where is that? I've got, a, I've got an email here from a person who came. Anyway, so Gareth, like uh, Moyles was coming into 
Gareth's orbit. And I thought, oh no, I hope Gareth Roy, producer of the show, is not going to ruin this so far quite pleasant interaction. Mm. And like, listen to this. Like, you see Chris Moyles, you know, look, we're not talking Leonardo DiCaprio, but we're talking a successful, famous man. And Gareth's been working in media for a decade. I consider him to be a good producer and a fine, fine so friend. anxious about how this ends. He goes, like, Chris Moore says hello, and Gareth Roy, straight, like, I mean, who opens with this, goes, what did you say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I said, oh, I thought that's what he said. <laughs> I thought Moyles said hello, and Gareth went, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> no, he goes, that's thanks a- for the donuts. Yeah. Well, and then Chris Moyles, like, looks all baffled. And then he goes, what, what donuts? And then Gareth goes, you wrote your name. You wrote the name on the donuts, right? And I'm watching this unfold like a performance art piece. Because yeah. I can't even imagine what he means by... Uh, but I remember the donuts and Moyles... Right. So he said to you lot from Chris Moyles. You wrote your name on the donuts. Then, he go, then it's, you have to work out whether it's the... Well, then Gareth goes, the box. The box of the donuts. It wasn't can, as bad as this. It was it bad. It wasn't. It's like a conversation over the side of the road. It's like Gareth had a tinfoil blanket over his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> the donuts. You wrote your name on the box of the donuts. Poor Chris Moyles. And I, I thought, can I stop this? Can I do anything? Because I say, why don't you step in and go? Oh, he's talking about when those donuts were in yeah, our you studio have with Chris Moyles. I didn't know what he was talking about. I was as confused as Chris Moyles. You I don't fell remember every donut like that comes my way. Urban fox, you were through that box. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even read the little thing from Moyles. You like, <laughs> <laughs> I went in it through the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffled my way up the jacksy of the old donut. Sugar snout running off into Leicester Square. Ooh, giggling, I as a kite on my own sugar, buzzing me nuts off. Oh. Well, Gareth, dear old Gareth Roy is yet another time. I like. Let me recount the list. Mark Noble, West Ham captain, he embarrassed him. You were decent, he said, when you were on loan at Hull. Decent. Yeah, but that could praise. be like sort of. Yeah, well, oh, you were decent, man. Yeah, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that, mate. You, you were did to it. Decent. You were decent. He said it like Andy Hopkins playing a butler in a shadowy corridor. It was very decent of you to have done. It. I don't know. It's felt right. moderated. So these like, aren't massive faux pas. They're sort of just blunders. Thank you, Matt. Sort of like a little balloon. Going, Jack <laughs> Black. What about Jack Black when Jack Black came in backstage at Letterman and he went, "You're in the same coat. You're in the same coat. No, You're in the same bad. coat." No, that was bad. That was bad. Told him he'd been wearing the same coat for ten years. Yeah. Oh, Gallagher won't come in here anymore. He's on Ricky Gervais's podcasts now because Gareth Backstabber. keeps upsetting. <laughs> because Gal keeps upsetting him. Yeah. So that like so that's what. So even before you've got here, Matt, in a lovely rock and roll coat, that's what I've tolerated. But Matt, it seems that it's not all about you or even me, which seems strange. Because look, listen to this from Josie. Hi, Russ, Matt, G. I'm Josie, and I live here in sunny, rainy Yangon. What's Yangon? Where's Yangon? What's China? Yangon? Probably. What is Yangon? In China, I'd guess. All right. Well, it's Josie's in Yangon, and your podcast is one of the few things that keeps me relatively sane. No disrespect to anyone else, but I mainly listen for G's poems. Oh, yeah. At least that means I, listen, I wait till the end. Mm. There's lots of racism and genocide here. All oh, right, she don't mean on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little bit of racism, and we're, we're building up to a hell of a genocide soon. Uh, like, no, they're in Yangon, well, and it's Google getting it. worse. Yeah, yeah, Neil's looking at us. Right, are you in Yangon? Burma or somewhere. Stop your racism. Oh, it's Burma, all right. Okay, so it's yeah. the Rohingya and I'll all that to, stuff. I'll Whoa. enter this. You I'll enter this. It's that. the Rohingyas. It's the Rohingyas. Now, stop your racism and stop your genocide. You're ruining Josie's buzz. Hmm? Ethnic cleansing. Don't ethnic cleanse anybody. Pushing the Rohingya back to Bangladesh. Leave the Rohingya right where they are, if you don't mind, please, Jose. Um, not Jose, she's not doing it. Hang on, let me see. <laughs> 
So uh, anyway, she likes G's poems. Side note, listen to this. Listen to this, right? She says a lovely email from Yangon. She gives us a, a brief sketch of the cultural conditions of Yangon. She praises G's poetry. And then as a bizarre coda to the email, Mafu, she goes, side note, colon, I once spent time trying to talk like I was living in Tudor times, but everyone just said I was talking like Russell. Keep up the great work. Now, why... Would you spend some time talking like you were in Tudor times for? Oh, why did you? I just think it's a nice affectation and it makes me seem different from the others. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting she said Tudor. Yeah, because yeah, you normally Tudor. go Victorian. She's uh, Trump. Victorian. Victorian. Don't go way back. That's too far back. Forsooth and doth and. And I've never hat. said forsooth or doth or any of that. That's people not understanding my eloquence. One of the so I know what's going on in Yangon: genocide, racism. What about me? People forsoothing me off bloody cheek. We've got lots of really really good content, Matt. And I tell you for something for nothing, that book you gave me, "Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds," a brilliant account of the oh, way you've that you've been reading. I thought oh, that's lost. No, nope. I've thrown that on the friendship bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's charred did at the you, edges, mate, but it survived. think about me when you were reading it? Like Every time when I looked I do at it, I, I thought about you, and good. I thought, he ain't reading this. But, also, but there's a very good I story. There's a good story about the hysteria around witch hunts, you know? like yeah. then, like, In a way, witch hunts, it's so much entered the lexicon as a sort of a comedic cliche that you forget, that was out of order, doing witch hunts, wasn't it? Yeah. Thanks. Getting rid of paganism. So. Yeah, and it was sexist sword. against the witches. Oh, yeah. And I, I've done some research on this because I believe there was a very brilliant account on uh, witchcraft by a man called Roald Dahl. And uh, <laughs> I, I looked, that's, that's the piece, yes. And I, <laughs> I read that at Soas University where I'm becoming cleverer enough to be Prime Minister. Yeah, you know what, as well? It's like, it is anti women. It was yeah, like, because it women, Christianity women is patriarchal. Women yep. having knowledge. Yeah. And even power beyond knowledge. I mean, knowledge is the physical representation of the power of the female. And the female power can be in men as well. I know. I've got it. Matthew? Someone recommended me a book called Tribe, right? Yeah. And I got it. Is this important diligently. to you? Because you seem to be acting Very different. important. Go Brilliant. On. And there's stuff in there about how when the European settlers went to America, loads of them, loads, especially the women, would run off and join the Native Americans because... Oh, my God, would they? Because they were living a tribal lifestyle. There was no... You couldn't get too... Everything was shared, so you didn't get too rich. But women had autonomy. They didn't, Yeah, it wasn't you know, patriarchal-based. Yeah. Oh. And so, and they were like, there was literally no Native Americans went, hey, I'm going to join those and like take on the sort of Western way of life and have like spectacles and a This is wife. brilliant. Yeah. I've, got a theory, I've got a theory about witches where, I mean, I'm, I haven't read it anyway, it's just my own theory. But I think that like when you have like say a village environment, what would people go to the witch for? They'd go to the witch for like love potions, to heal ailments, maybe abortions, Connection. loads of different things. Hold on a minute, that, don't right? get into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the power for the female. Now, listen, we've got to go into adverts. Your witch theory, G. We will be coming okay. to G's witch theory. And it's on a list with Matt talking about the way that uh, early settlers in the United States of America copped off with the Cherokees and Not the Not just Sioux. the women, though. Men, everyone. Loads look, of people. All right. Everyone was copping off. With, look, They Matt, weren't copping off. They were going to live with them. People were copping off and living with. They were copping off and living with the Cherokee and the Sioux and the Blackfoot Indians. We are going to analyse that in unbelievable detail. We're going to get to the bottom of it. I'm going to read you a brilliant story. Oh, no, I hope I lost the page. Because I even put a bookmark in. Oh, I've got it. Right. On uh, witchcraft and all that sort of stuff. We are going to drill down into the chromosomic threads of true beingness because we've had our DNA snooped right out. And we've even got the proper bloke on the phone, haven't we? We've got the proper bloke on the phone, guys. Before we go to that, one thing that happened on those Native American plains, I can tell you for a fact, was those pagan people that worshipped early, early totemic forms of nature 
created a lovely little thing that I like to call Adverb. This is Radio X. Russell Brand. We are back. I'm Russell Brand. That was a song that will have been chosen from the playlist. It turns out in this particular case, it was the Foo Fighters. I hope you enjoyed that. I like Dave Grohl. I like the way he looks at a piano next to Jules Holland on a brief trail I saw for something that Jules Holland would have done the other day. I like Jules Holland. I like his integrity. I like that he once gave me a guidebook called Britain's Sacred Places, and I haven't properly said thank you. Jules, if you're listening, and I assume you are, thank you for that guidebook. How did you not, what, he gave it to you in person, you didn't thank him? He gave it to me, and no, I think he sent it. I met him, and he went, oh, I've got this thing about sacred places, because I was like, you know me, Matt, I'll make up a theory. So I was making up some theories, going, yeah, I think, you know, we worship the land, we're connected to the land, there's all sorts of sacred spots, it's in man's nature. He goes, oh, actually, I know quite a lot about this. I went, shut up for a while, Jules, I've not finished my riff. (laughs) (laughs) My pirouations could continue a little longer. And anyway, he sent me this book, Sacred Spaces, Sacred, you know, Sacred Holy Sites in the UK, and all things, I don't know, Cheddar Gorge, or, you know, like, and then maybe Stone Henge, more obvious ones, the places of worship where people have flocked for time immemorial to commune with the ancients. Now, I like that thing you said about the early settlers, mate, because them early settlers, they would have broken out of the systems of uh, well, that they would have been living in under sort of a sovereign state. Yeah. And they would have, when they were on that boat, they're probably thinking, sorry, I don't want to recreate that. We'll recreate our own. Well, no, they, were, they were into it until they realised that the, so a lot of um, <clears throat> people got the, the, the Indians took prisoners, right? even adults, and then when the search parties were looking for them weeks later and shouting their names, they hid with the Indians going, shh, don't tell them I'm here, because they liked it so much. That's so beautiful. This would be a very, very good cartoon at best and possibly even a proper film. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah no like they they understood that they could have a better yeah. in, in integrated relationship why yeah. not why wouldn't also you... like one of the things that's interesting about it which i knew anyway mm. was the um tribal people have their babies with them 90 percent of the time they're holding their baby skin to skin 90 percent of the time How beautiful. so they sleep the baby feeds while they're sort of half asleep it's just it's constant right because to put them down puts them at risk of predators or whatever mm. whereas in our societies they're i think their skin they're sort of held like eight percent ten percent of the time mm. and so it's only in our in sort of western societies where people where kids bond with teddy bears and soft toys oh my god they're craving softness because they're, they're putting down and so when you put a baby How in a room is this the same book same book it's, it's all got it's wide knowledge base i've only about, read about 10 pages when are you reading it mate where were you what i just like to imagine on the toilet <laughs> were you really sometimes so- do you leave it in the toilet or do you take it with you where no, you go? I take it where I go. And then you can pop to the toilet with it. I like, you can't go to the toilet without reading. Mm, okay, seems to me that you but might anyway, have But anyway, that's, that's very much a that's side, a side issue. That's a side note. That's a side issue. No, it's very good. And it's, a, no, it's all about, it's wide ranging because it's about how we evolved Tribe. to forage and like get, re- it's what we've always talked about. That's, that's why right. I was That's why we are going to get an island. Gareth, could you find that email for me that's where people are talking about the uh, the islands actually? That would be beautiful in this link. Um, well, I've always said that I'm better than you, haven't I, mate? Now, now yes. we've got... <laughs> I actually said it out loud. I think oh. it was just intimated in your actions. <laughs> but now you've stated it clearly. Uh. It makes sense. I'm just. Is <laughs> that like the last scene of Usual Suspects where you sort of go, hang on a minute, all right, that's why he's been acting oh, that way. He that thinks he's better than sense. me. Well, it might be because I'm made up of actual 
Native American. 1.2% Central American. Now, you've just been saying, mate, skin to skin, better than us. All of the early settlers clearing off like old Russ. 1.2% I'm Central American. Mayans. Oh, ancient, complex well, let's agricultural go through it, right? methods. You're 67.8% English, mm. right? 26.1% Irish, Scottish, Welsh, so sort of Celt, right? Yeah. So you got a bit of Celt. What a mixture. Then 4.9% Ashkenazi Jewish. Wicked. I knew it. I knew I was a bit Jewish. I knew I was. They're super intelligent. I thought so. It makes sense, doesn't it? I met it? a guy who was an Ashkenazi Jew and he... What was he like? Smart as a whip. Smart as a whip. But he was telling me about how smart he was. I'm ever so smart because I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. But like you've got that. We're very close. Look, a quarter of all Nobel Prize winners have been Jewish. This is brilliant news. For anyway, me, I would love a Nobel. Prize. Different types of yeah. So that is a certain strand of DNA. And 1.2 percent Central American. That's all. Very no wonder I'm so exotic. Now where's this come from? I told my dad about this. He goes, "That'd be my mum. She liked. Uh, she likes a Jewish fella <laughs> up at, up in the East End, all dealing in the smutter. Because my grandma was a." Uh, seamstress or whatever. Well, yeah, that's oh, the area, wasn't it? Or Brick Lane. That, that, was, that was the heart of Jewish London back in the Oi day. Oi vey, I thought it was above board. Muzzle tov. Don't you persecute me. I won't have it. God, we're now. not really the end of this now. No, no, yeah, not now. My people, though, we've always been pretty uh, powerful. <laughs> we've endured a lot of abuse and we are not going to give up now. Not certainly I not am, for a, I, a Nazi I was hoping, like Matt Morgan. I was, 65% English. 26% basically English. Other bit, more or less no. English. Matt, you English. might as well be a UKIP poster. <laughs> you're, you're, Italian, 8.1% Italian. Hey, what's the matter with you, I baby? got a little bit of colour in there. Don't try and add that in. You're not a Mario, brother. Why don't you knock us up That's a pizza and make an effort? What? But don't take my word for it because... Listen, uh, mm, sorry, darling. I was going to tell you that Go on. whenever I fancy famous women, yes. they turn out to be Jewish. Ooh. It's a pattern I've noticed. E.G.? Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Jewish. Portman, Mila Jewish. Kunis. Old Russ, Jewish. But I didn't know they were Jewish. You didn't know I was Jewish. And you've always been drawn to me, <laughs> didn't you? Hang on. You've... By my Azaka Bajani. What's it called that I am now? Ashkenazi. Don't even know it. that. I love it. I'm Ashkenazi. Azerbaijani. Don't you anti-Semite me, mate. <laughs> I'll have you. I'll have you for that. Oh, now, on the phone, we've got Aaron Godfrey. You think I know a lot about DNA? Well, Aaron Godfrey literally runs a joint called My Heritage. Aaron, are you there, mate? Aaron, I, I just mentioned I. Hello, can you hear me? Oh yeah, we're listening to you right now, and we like you. Good. Uh, I don't actually run the joint, but I do work here, and I do know a little bit about DNA. Are you climbing the ladder fast, Aaron? Are you racing to the top, or are you uh, struggling Sorry. in middle management? <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say. VP Marketing is the official title. Aaron, so I believe in you. I believe in you, and I believe you're going to rise to the top. Now, you've seen me and Matt's most dirty little muddlings. What do you make of our DNAs? In short, whose is the best? <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say who's the best, but you both have a very nice, interesting mix. And I think uh, I actually want to turn the question on you. Did you know about the 1.2% Central American that sits in you, Russell? I'm very happy about that because uh, there was once a time where when I first went to drama school, this woman in the year above me, she was a girl, I suppose she was young then, <clears throat> she goes, uh, I fancy you, are you the Native American lad? And I said, yes, I am the Native American lad. And then thought, oh no, I'm not the Native American lad. I remember growing up, that weren't on the plains of, <laughs> you know, I'm not a Sioux warrior, am I? I grew up in Grey's, Essex. 
So then I did a lot of research, not into my own life. I wouldn't have known how to do that then. This was the mid-90s. I was just <laughs> thinking about SOS, Shearer and Sheringham. No time for worrying about DNA, baby. So I uh, found out just stuff about Native Americans in general from this book I found. And I just cited those facts at her. She was called Chloe. She was very beautiful. Too good for me. Anyway, I inveigled my way into her life, keeping up the pretense that I was a bit Native American, just saying stuff about, oh, it's terrible how we've been tret. And then <laughs> uh, the relationship eventually wore out, but a lot because she would take phone calls late at night from her previous boyfriend who would like you know when you hear a man cry going like chloe you're in our bed you're in our bed and i think i don't know if i'm going to be able to perform after that (laughs) you've been distracted from the uh, topic slightly what do you mean matt (laughs) dna expert on the phone so what does that wait a sec i can get it back what does that say about my dna yeah (laughs) it's over to you Anyway, so Somewhere now I am American, as native as you like. So what does that say? I could see the future, <laughs> like my well, people always have. Well, there you, go. you have this part of you which is Central American. Tiny part. Tiny part. How did it get in there? That's a good question. And that's one of the things you can do at MyHeritage. You can go in now and you can explore. This is the thing to instigate you to discover a bit more. Uh, about where your family history mm. comes from. Mm. And uh, and also the same questions for Matt. Matt, did you know about the 8.1% Italian? No, I didn't, actually. I thought there might be some Spanish no. in there because my nan had black hair and she's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and apparently some pirates landed in Ireland and uh, oh. had their wicked waves. Ah. And that's why my nan had black hair after a few generations. Not that she, wasn't, she didn't meet the pirates. <laughs> this was, you know, so I thought there might be some Spanish, but... That is interesting. The Morgans have always yielded to the pirate charm. You're doing it still, aren't you? You see me over here. And you... Morgan's a great old pirate name. It's a stinking old rum. It's a dirty old juice. I, yeah, I, I thought there might be, I might have some Jewish in me just because I feel Gutted, drawn though. to the chosen people. Oh, you ain't though, are you, mate? Whereas old Russ, he's as, as in, oh no, Ashkenazi as it is. He as can't it even come. say it. Ashkenazi. I'm Ashkenazi, Ashkenazi. mate. Ashkenazi. I'm Ashkenazi, and I won't put up with another another second of this nonsense from you. So what do you say, mate? We're rare as we're rare as rocking horse muck, aren't we? Us Ashkenazi people, mate. Well, Aaron. I should actually tell you that. Aaron, <laughs> Dave, speak. Can, all right, hello, hello, darling. <laughs> Climb the ladder, you Aaron. Got, you can mate. get to the top. <laughs> You've got more interesting DNA than me. I was ninety-eight percent Ashkenazi, so there you go. Whoa! No way! Whoa! Mate, don't come on our radio station and try and out-Jewish me, because I won't. Have I am out Ashkenazi. Aaron, is there well, anyone who's a hundred percent one thing? Ooh, uh, I actually did question. get one of my colleagues has it, but it's what actually a, great... a very small percentage question. of all the people on my heritage DNA. What it's great... 0.3%. 0.3%. So really, Shut we're up, all you. made up. Not you, Aaron. We're all made up. <laughs> Don't be so rude to Aaron. <laughs> and he said, mate, you've always been having a go at us a lot, and we've had enough. That's it. It stops here, mate. Oh, it stops Aaron, here. This is the worst enough. case scenario. He's got two Brilliant peoples. jeans. He's got jeans of two... Put upon peoples. Two put upons and spiritual as well, aren't we? The Azerbaijanis and the Central Americans. We're top notch. Now, have you ever done the DNA of anyone better than me in terms of much better DNA, like more exotic, you know, like some stuff from around the world, like Phileas Fogg snacks? Well, I was going to say, we don't actually look at the quality of the sample you provided, but Mm, we can mm. tell, you know, we have. I mean, the quality of the DNA. Very, very. We have lots of uh, ethnicities. We have 42 different ethnic regions, and we do have uh, users of MyHeritage DNA that will find 
Um, Stop dropping the brand name in. We know how to promote. We're professional <laughs> charlatans, you silly sod. Now, listen, what I want is, have you ever had anyone that's had all the DNA mixed up together in a bucket? What a lovely evening. Yes. People well, do have you? get very, very varied results. Can people yeah. have, has anyone ever had all 42? Mm. Like a total be I don't think we have somebody that's got of planet all 42 Earth. because it's, you know, because you get 50-50 from your, your, both your parents of your DNA. And so there's often, like you see with yourselves, there's a predominant chunk. And both of you, that's, that's English followed by Irish and Scottish. But there are people who then do get a nice mix of Aaron, ones. can you now confirm, using your studies, is there a true master race? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, Aaron. Definitely there's not. The, there... I, would tell you, I would tell you the exact opposite. The exact opposite. Like I said before, 99.7% of people are made up of different things, and that's the thing we all need to remember. Yeah. Brilliant. We are all a glorious also, conglomeration. Having mixed DNA is better for you medically. Much better. Of course it is. Look at me. All the different... It's uh... obvious. <laughs> Look at the different between the pair of us, me, Triton, standing here on the plains. What's that? A bloody zebra. I'll get it with my spear. What's that? A Nobel Prize. I'll win it with me nut. <laughs> I've got it all covered. <laughs> Every single angle. I'll, Aaron, I'm thank surprised you for coming on the show. Don't try and throw your hands up, Matt, like uh, me and my brothers from the synagogue. <laughs> through his hand. Oi, Oi. Well, we'll be careful here because we're obviously walking a tightrope because in a way, while subverting a stereotype, I'm also using it. So uh, I'm going to bring uh, Aaron. <laughs> thank you for your contribution to our show. Thank you. Uh, it's an honour to thank be in the same gene pool with you. It's, it, thank you, Aaron. What's the company name again? Oh, no, uh, <laughs> that was any old... DNA.com. <laughs> squirt, squirt, squirt. Put it in the pot. It don't matter, Bob's your uncle. I, listen, right? Go on. I'm, I'm surprised by this, actually, mm. because my name was Irish. Yeah. My granddad was Scottish. Well, this is all my other sport, name right? was Welsh. My other, granddad was in, my other granddad was English, right? So I'm everything. Yeah. Where's all this English coming from? I've always you... thought of myself as British. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most British thing I've ever heard anybody say. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as British. Well, look, you are British, aren't you? Plainly, oh, tediously British. Big chunk of Italian. Like a big that's chunk. Eight, yeah, that's a lot. We should have done you, G, shouldn't we? Because your parents even are from all over the shop, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they're all over the place. So. Let's get G Africa, done. Let's continents. Right, we'll get, get, we'll do, Aaron, Gal, I've lost that thing. Because what we are, when we come back after this commercial break, in which you, hopefully you'll hear a wide variety of DNA services <laughs> to provide some balance, where Aaron there was promoting that. He was like having Richard Branson on the phone, wasn't job. he? He was so on, doing his job. That's why, that's why. We, so we'll get our DNA dabbled with. But between uh, now and us talking about the utopia that we're planning to build, why don't we just very gently listen to an advert and be circumspect about it? Think, do I need these products? Do I need them? Minions, with Sky Broadband super fast, you could do all your favourite things, well, super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet and TikTok. Speedy. Sky Broadband super fast is super speedy and so reliable, we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky, believe in better. Sky Fiber Aries only. Speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund. Claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand Radio X. That's quite Jewish music. Yeah, that's right. That's because old Russ is playing it. One of the great broadcasters of our time. <laughs> oh, no. Now, as you know, we don't agree with any racial stereotypes, though we did once do a very brilliant riff, Matt, on uh, all of the different nations on Earth. You I didn't. find that. Yes, you did. I was in the room while you 
Oh. Lambasted nations, <laughs> one after the other. <laughs> On YouTube. Have a look at it anyway, and I think you'll conclude that I'm very, very lucky to have a job. So for a while, we've been claiming that we're going to build Utopia. <clears throat> I've said it in my book, Revolution. I've said it in my latest book, Recovery, where if you drill down into yourself, regardless of what it may say on a material level, you'll find limitless consciousness, which can never be mechanically explained, or perhaps it will when technology reaches that point, but that's not for us to worry about now. The point is utopia's on its way and people have been begging me to create one e.g. Paul are you going to this island with Matt remember last week when we spoke to that man from Fraggle Rock who discovered a murder what yep. was he called Scottish Dave now he discovered a murder on Fraggle Rock down by the lighthouse didn't he now we can't have that lighthouse why because Chris Evans has bought it or the mafia someone's got it that's we can't have that island now but we'll still have our dream don't we and dreams can come true can they Matt yeah so <laughs> Paul go are you going to this island with Matt scrounging in the mud for crawfish, ugh, like a survivalist, and Russell founding a micro-nation, standing atop a lighthouse, dressed in blankets, throwing his arms up like Eva Peron every time he needs an <laughs> ego boost? It's a lovely image, mm. like when Eva Peron does that. Da, 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 da. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. You can't, you wouldn't fit into a, like, basically Corp the thing society. that this book's saying and what we're talking about setting up, you know, it's tribal. Everyone's equal. I Imagine do want, that. That's right. your nightmare. That's your nightmare. <laughs> I do want us to be equal, don't I, Matt? You're saying there'll be practical problems when it comes to the old crunchio. Yeah. What, because like, what? I don't do as much work as everyone else, well, but you'll want work. more stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, that is true. I was reading you'll about... Sort of, you'll think that you can... Look, swan. Well, swan, swan about, but also like... Just sort of subjugate the week. I think you'll be good for morale by uh, <laughs> sort of prancing around being funny. Prancing. I but that has no that. real... I mean, I think morale would plummet. No, morale's got to be sky eye on our island, mate. It's got to be sky eye. That at least I will insist upon. You have to do stuff, you have to dig... I will dig. Hold on a minute. Why are you trying to create such a nightmare vision? Can't we just go there and it'd be all nice? I think that is a Protestant idea. The idea that life has to be all tied into work. If we are going to have artificial intelligence, if we are going to have technology, let's make it work for us, the people well, on actually, our island. Well, actually, it's interesting. In that book that I'm reading 12 pages of... Oh, you could go on about this <laughs> book. Right? It says that the foragers of the desert, I can't remember where, but like in a quite a brutal environment, right? Because they were so... They'd done it for so many generations. They only had to work for about 12% of their time. See? The rest of it was leisure time and family time. Oh, that's what you deserve, everyone. That's in a harsh environment. That's in a harsh environment. And, so you, and we think we have it easy, but actually people work away from their families in mm. jobs they hate for yeah. most, like probably, what, 70% of their week? That's right, and it's only mm. one economic idea. That is not the full compass of reality. A lot of these... They're in... never rich. They just do that. Like no, a little hamster in a wheel. Treadmill. Yeah. Indentured slavery. What people haven't realised is there's different ways of living, that all of the resources are being filtered upwards. That's why we're then people when they cracked off on the Mayflower and got into a new system, there were the patriarchal hegemonic figures at the top who went, no, let's recreate this, but with us at the top. And then other people went, hold on a minute, there's people living here and having a whale of a time. Doesn't need to be but any leaders. Don't need leaders. I've been talking to an anarchist. His name's Robert Kern. He's on the next episode of Under the Skin. Free, some of our free, free, free content. He's on it soon. What are you worried about, Robert? Cross, Cross, Ross, Khan Ross, Khan Ross. Oh my God. <laughs> my mind's like a little anagram box, isn't it? It's like you're... What's that thing where you go, hey, second word, second word? Uh, that's Give us a clue. No, no. wait. Uh, oh, no, charades. Wait, two words, second syllable. Oh, yeah. no, Khan Ross. Like you're playing charades with your own mind. Khan <laughs> Ross, Ron Cost. I've got it. It's Open the dark on the crystal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing bloody charades and crystal maze in the limits of my mind. That's why I don't need to go out. 
because there's a game show in my head and everyone's invited, but everyone is me. So <laughs> you don't need to send invites okay. out. We're already there. That night, darling. Thank you. See you in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Cuff my special biscuits now and don't take Nanny's tablets, All darling. right, don't get sucked down into your memory like when that- you started going, hey, you're in our bed! <laughs> <laughs> Where was that? Where was that? About five minutes ago, when the phone to the bed, Chloe and um, yeah, you said there was a boyfriend crying. That was funny. Did I say that? I don't remember. Oh, that was funny. Oh, but that was funny. I don't remember it, but it was funny. (laughs) That was just funny. That's not in the old memory banks. No, no, no. Look, come on, try and concentrate on the broadcast. Tell yourself that. I am. That's what I was talking to. <laughs> now, <laughs> stay at home, G. Just pick up the check. This is a continuation of an email I was reading a while ago from Paul. Pick up the check and the voiceover poetic framing device for the eventual found footage documentary after Russell and Matt's inevitable deaths. Oh, but, on the island. Yeah, G doesn't that's right, that's saying don't bother to go there. Just He's saying home. you don't need to come. But actually, He's talking G about a reality come. show that would be filmed. A reality show. It's reality. It'll be a brilliant show. It'll be a brilliant show. It's not a show. It's reality. Look at these oh, why, don't you, why don't you put like some of your own money in at this? Why? Right? Why have I got Wait. Money? You don't realise I've not got very much. I'm working class. I live hand to mouth. I give away all the money. It all goes. I've always spent it. I gave people too much money. I gave too much away to charity. I bought too many good things. I didn't look at the contracts. And now I've got to work for the rest of my life. Thank God I'm good at making this sound mouth sound. Otherwise I'd be ruined. Oh. <laughs> I'll be all right it's though, all Coming I? out today. <laughs> <laughs> You've made financial gaffes, but you still think you're better than me. <laughs> You'd make gaffes. I bet you've made, made loads of gaffes. I haven't had enough money to make any gaffes. If you had the money... I'm on the treadmill, you'd, son. You'd be making the gaffes, mate. I'm like, saving I'd you I'd love from... to one day make a financial gaffe. When... Oh, I shouldn't have beat the speedboat. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be in that position. Oh, this silly old yacht. I've only got a bloody sunk. You know this mansion's a bit cold. <laughs> What I've done. I can't. My latest yacht's been re- ruined on the rocks with Fraggle Rock. It's actually rather craggy. It's under the sea now. All right, chaps, says Lee, if we can't get a craggy old island, which is obviously the dream, why don't we crowdfund for another better piece of land? We can then film the exploits of trying to turn the piece of land into a functioning commune. Russell can go into the philosophy and social aspects. Thank you, Lee. I will. While Matt can dig good tunnels. Just dig, just dig and learn how to survive in the wild. It's almost too perfect. This is a good idea. I say we do crowdfund a bit of land and we set up a utopia and we prove whether or not I can live quite calmly and normally as if I was a normal person instead of some DNA cocktail Could we do it in a, in a more temperate zone? What do you mean by temperate zone, Well, actually, mate? not temperate. More like hot. Warm. Nice and warm. Because like, then, Seychelles. Well, where the sea's got a load of fish in that's Seychelles. easy. Yeah, it's not like freezing in winter and four of us die. Plenty <laughs> more fish in the sea. You want to go in the Seychelles? Where we evolved to, as humans. Seychelles. Stop saying Seychelles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where did we evolve as humans? Well, Down on in, the old plains in, of in Africa. somewhere warm. And we also were in and out of the water all the time. So we need, he goes. if you're on an island in Scotland, you're not going in and out of the water without a wetsuit. And a... You're right. We're not going somewhere chilly. We're going somewhere nice and warm. We're going to get this place and we're going to be Your blood? Nice. We need New to Zealand. be somewhere warm. With my blood? I won't be able to survive already in an horrible environment, will I? So we've got to go somewhere nice. Look, more people demanding an island. This time it's Victoria. People are dying to live on our utopia. I use the word dying incorrectly. They're enthusiastic to do it because once they're on the island, that's when utopia starts. Victoria, go... 
Russell and friends. Russell, if you haven't bought that lighthouse yet, we, we can't. We spoke to that man who found out that murderer. <clears throat> and he, it's not for sale no more. There's a big part of an uninhabited island for sale in the highest part of Shetland. Brr, bit too brr. It has a four-bedroom house in it. Nice, bagsy best room. Come up here and get a bit of wind blowing through your hair, mate. Love from Victoria. So look, why don't we make it our goal to, excuse me, <laughs> identify... <laughs> little bit Edit that little piglet grunt out. <laughs> Leave it. Why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Leave old Piggy Wiggy in there. Leave old Piggy Wiggy. Uh, Come on. Leave old Piggy Wiggy. So, mm, why don't we look? All right. Are listen. you are you gonna mm? are you sort of claiming that this will be a vegan island or a vegetarian island? Because why would you want to people hunt will be with dead within arrow? weeks? Do you want to hunt with a bow and you arrow? Need protein. You need you need to fish. Are you willing to kill? Of course I am. A creature of the Lord? Yes. Like a moose or a deer or something like that? If it's for food and it's sustenance and Are you gonna say going? a little prayer over it like in that film where the, everything's all colourful? No. What's it called, um, that film? Avatar. Now, you're... No, hold on. Two syllables. Wait a second. Now, who's in it? Now, they're in a capsule. Reality's not real and you're just a projection of your innermost consciousness. Yeah. All right, look, we'll get this island. And I don't actually... I won't... I believe in anarchism, like Karl Ross. You let people vote for whatever they want. Proper assemblies. Well, so, well if everyone votes, yeah, we're going to be a meat-eating tribe. You'd have to let them. That's how And you'd have works. to eat it. Oh, no, you can't take away personal no, free no, will. No, no. no but hold on a minute. You're no, the same. I'll just send out to Mildred. <laughs> on an island, you need protein. Yeah, you but I to... can eat blackberries. What? what? Okay, right. Now, listen, there's no point quibbering and arguing over hypothetical claptrap when there's real claptrap available here. Look, Private Islands Inc. looks a bit fancy. K.O. Iguana. Perfect, Matt. Caribbean Sea. Now, how's the weather been there lately? Good as gold, if you ask me, hasn't it? Now, there is, we're in Central America, Nicaragua. It's only 700 million quid. Now, all I'm saying oh, is... 700 million? I don't know. I can't tell. US dollars, 700 Thousand. Hold on a minute. We can club together. Few crowd funds. We'll have that. Now, there's only one house. Now, guys, before you say anything, <laughs> before you, I'm going to protect you from yourself. You can you imagine the gaffes you'd make in a house? This it's is what should happen. Gaff. Gaff if is there is a house, house, everyone takes it in turns to sleep there for one night. All right, there's a so nice that, no matter how hard it gets, you know, oh, Thursday I've got the house. <laughs> you don't live in the house, so looking nice. out across, going, oh, this experiment's failed. <laughs> Oh, Not bitter. working hard enough. <laughs> Look at them out there. My dressing gown all undone. That coconut's mine. Bring it in. <laughs> we log all the coconuts. <laughs> I'm disappointed to announce that some people have been eating unregistered coconuts. <laughs> the person that's eaten the coconut, you know who you are. Now, oh, dash yourself on the rocks. <laughs> I'm afraid it's another one for Traitor's Cove now, because someone's been making their own bounty bars without telling me. I take a small premium of each coconut. We're getting this island, and don't you dare ruin another one of my dreams. This scheme is not like the others. This one's got real backbone. I say we purchase this island, we set up an infrastructure, everyone can come, we'll try it for a couple of weeks, if it don't work, we'll sell it on again. At a profit, mind you, because we'll have built a sewage system with your knowledge of tunnels. Now, come on, Matt. Get behind the idea. If you want to join in Russell Brand's cockamamie, crazy, hairbrain <laughs> scheme, go to a crowdfunding page that we'll set up. Jen, you know how to set up a crowdfunding page, don't you? You're from Ireland. Oh, God. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Irish God. people are very good on the internet everywhere you go. Joe, internet. The Irish, they love an internet. What? Don't you? <laughs> Of course they do. Have you not seen the way that the Irish are tackling new media? They're all over it. Do you know what? They? I've got 
26.1% Irish. And I find that extremely offensive. 26.1% F off! Hang on, we've got the exact... got my name on it! We've got the exact... This is why I think this is all a load of hogwash. Don't you dare. 26.1% I've got. And 26. Point, what are the chances we've come out of the same percentage of Celtic blood? Brothers. Because we crack on, don't we, brothers you and I? You brothers, brothers in arms. We're of, the same, we're of a blood, you and I. Come on, come on, me and you. Okay, what we're going to do now is our level best to flog something on the back of this claptrap. It's an advert. But remember, Jenny, you best set up a crowdfunding page. I want this private island. Just for you, the people. <laughs> I want my private island for a democracy. Get me a private Caribbean island. Now it's that time. island is too small to support life, Don't human life. Don't dare criticise my to have island. A, you'd have to have uh, a culture of fishing to live on there. Yeah, we'll get it's a culture tiny. of fishing. We'll work out. What are you going to forage there? Matt, we'll sketch out the details <laughs> later. We'll get some fishing rods, mate. Don't be <laughs> such a down in the terms. We'll get some rods. We'll have a laugh. We're innovators. We'll set up a tech company. We'll make money selling TV programmes that we make there in the woods. Come on. Look, why think is about it, it innovate. about two seconds of thinking about a, a new utopia? You turn into some sort of East End dealer. We'll sell it profit. Yeah, Blackberries, everyone loves Blackberries. Turn into that person. That's why it won't work. It will work, and it's precisely because yeah, of my Blackberries. Yeah, I've got a new idea. Why doesn't everyone give a Blackberry to a bloke and then he can have sex with their wife? <laughs> That's his little system. Pay yeah. for it, the Blackberries. <laughs> So that's who you be- are. Iguana Island, everybody, where the black breeze come for free. Now, once we've got our private island, we can move on to Utopia. But before that, it's those fascist pigs, the adverts. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. That was a man whose name is Morrissey with his new song, Spent the Day in Bed. Is Morrissey going to finally come on this show? Difficult to deal with. Got him. Come on, Morrissey, come on the show. Come on, Morrissey, come on the show. Come and cause a bad atmosphere. He's recently joined Twitter, hasn't he? Morrissey, really? Yeah, he started tweeting. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, the man in 140 oh, words. 140 characters. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I suppose have to do. All right, so we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Morrissey, he'll be coming up as a guest. Jenny, you're Irish. Have you set up our crown, crowdfunding? Crowdfound? Oh, say it. What? Crundlefoud. <laughs> Where's my Crundlefoud? Set it up. I need a private island, don't I? Come on, we can do this. This Blackberry's going to waste. They're withering on the vine. We could be setting up Utopia. Just set up a crowdfunding page. Establish a new Utopia. Now, remember, there's another contest. If you get people to subscribe to our podcast, you could be behind a glass panel. A glass panel. If you can get 10 people to subscribe to this, send picture proof to us here. Uh, this is either at Rusty Rockets or email me at X, uh, Radio X. That's what we're called, isn't it? You could be behind a glass panel, couldn't they, Matthew? Yes, they could. Glass panel, if you could imagine that. So get people subscribing to the podcast and get yourself in here if you want to be part of a glorious utopia. Plus, there's a crowdfund to support. Jen, have you set the page up yet? You're Irish. Crowdfund it. Um, what sort of, like, don't we need to, like, can we take some doctors with us and, like, oh, yeah. experts? We need a doctor. We need an expert. That much is true. You can't just be a doctor. I'm not having them okay. in the house. And mm. yes, yes, come in and having a receptionist who's all cold and frosty. Look, why are you making problems on they the island? They just need to know their medical stuff, but then they're still foraging. They're still participating with us and foraging on the island. Otherwise this is going to be brilliant. I thought you'd get elitism. We're not having any elitism, not on my private island. I won't have that. As long as I'm king of the island, I tell you, you'll be safe from any kind of hegemony or any kind of hierarchies. I'll see to that. 
Don't drink Adagio teas. Bloody stuff. Taste of wheeze. Don't drink Stop Adagio it. teas. Probably it's all poisonous. Now, as you know, Adagio teas, that great vast conglomerate, reached out to Matt Morgan to be the new face of Adagio teas. Clearly, what they want is a very, very wide face. But even here on the phone, we've got Brian Adcock, the cartoonist. Look at what Brian, the cartoonist, on the says. Phone? That's a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. Paper, not phone. Excuse me, everyone. I've not been well. It's Brian, the cartoonist here. Thanks for having me on the show the other week. It was right lovely. <clears throat> Sorry I drew Matt too fat in that cartoon I did. If you want, I can draw him all lean and firm. Maybe sitting in a bubble bath with Donald Trump and Kim Young. Maybe they're each gently massaging each other's shoulders, one behind the other, while they sing Imagine by John Lennon, a sort of anti-satirical but pro-consciousness awakening cartoon, if there is such a thing. Just a thought. Love and peace. Brian Adcock. I think that's a good idea. I'd he's like just that. draws... He's pi- drawn it already. He's drawn it. That's very specific. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got that already. He, could, he, he, he could draw a picture of me, you and G, and we could have it as... Yeah, for the, for the website. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Do it, Brian, will you, mate? Send us it in, Brian. Do it, will you, mate? Hurry up. Brian, come on, Sam. Where's the bloody drawing? (laughs) Right. uh, Now, you'll all remember Adagio Teas. Um, I got someone to send me some tea and all. I can't remember their name now. Lovely tea, though. Oh, so you asked someone to send you some tea? I didn't ask them to, mate. It just got turned up. They did send you some tea. That's right. And it was delicious. What was and it you called? know why they do that? Divinity. Divinity. Very nice tea. Lovely tea. You're welcome on my island anytime. But... (laughs) Stop slagging off tea companies. Why? PG Tips, Tetley, don't drink Adagio teas. Listen Oi. to me. This is from Danielle. I'm not the face Adag- of them. I just feel sorry for them. Did they you tried even to drink do something that stuff? Nice. Yes, I do. What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you're being good. sick in your cheekaboos, baby. It's good. It's good tea. This is from Danielle. Check this, mate. It's me, the friendly person from Adagio Tees who sent Matt some freebies. I just want to thank you for your weekly attempts to get me fired by singing your anti-Adagio Tee jingle. I've only been in this job a little while. (laughs) (laughs) And you're certainly helping my reputation in the office. Your podcast used to fill me with joy, and now I listen to it in the grip of mild anxiety. (laughs) I've learned a valuable lesson. Never send tea to your heroes. Luckily for me, Adagio is a very tiny company, not a big corporate. It's a family enterprise. I work in the office in London with just one other person who has found my entire endeavour hilarious. I just wanted to cheer you guys up with free teas how wrong I was. But it is an honour to be one of your catchy jingles. I promise I'm not a corporate robot. You're very welcome to give me a call if you need any clarification. I used to work in film. Then she tells us all sorts of stuff about going in the crazy tea world and how she feels better having escaped it. Daniel is just the kind of person we want on our island and I'd like to say I do support Adagio Teas. And many of the things I've said about it in the past were whilst hilarious and brilliant and perhaps the sign of a, a very, very excellent mind made up of some of the best DNA in the world... It was just a bit of a laugh, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah, but what more serious than that is if we do things like that, no one will send us more free stuff. Send us some stuff, for God's sake. Well, I don't want any stuff, do I? Yes, you do. Right. I'll make gaffes. Gaffes will be made. Now, listen, I read that book that you told me to read, and it was excellent stuff. <coughs> listen to this Did, bit. Because a lot of people ask me on Instagram what that book was, and also The Demon, which is by Anthony Peake. Because I don't want to. Oh, I'm not so wasting lazy. a whole post. Here's that a book. A whole post? They're limitless. It's not a finite resource. Oh, I've only a certain number of posts. <laughs> Dot Cotton sat there with your little ninny scrimping and saving. Oh, I wrote the, the, and that book, yep. I 
Extraordinary. Uh, did you find the bit that I found where they, it was? It's about thumb in your nose. I love that thumb in the nose bit. Where is? I'm sure it was in that book. Loads of people have asked me about that book. There was a lovely craze in London. I'll tell you all about it. People started thumbing their nose. It got so out of hand at one point. People were just running into bars, crashing the door open, thumbing their nose at people. <laughs> Why don't we start it again? Let's we all start will. thumbing our noses. Right, everyone. We've got a private yeah, but it's island. But it's an actual like part of... We need to invent a new thing. Okay. People what know that that's like... <laughs> what shall our new thing be, Matt? Come on, you invent it. Uh, give me a moment. The Icelandic people have got loads of words. They'll help. Wait a sec. Here we are. Raquel. We could start instead of saying, look, Raquel, who loves our show, she's she's learning Icelandic. Look at the, some of the words that they have. Sanitary napkins are called ladies' ties. Bean bags are known as rice scrotums. Midwives are called light mothers. Yes, my dear. The word for penis that's used by children is tissamond, which means peeing man. This is absolutely brilliant. And there's only one word for nipple, mate, and that word is gervata, which translates into sector wart. Oh, oh. Let me have a look at your sector wart. Get them sector warts. Oh, I do love nice Iceland, now. and I've dated two women from so Iceland. So what? So have I? Yeah, half of them. You stole off me. <laughs> I only stole one. <laughs> you can't steal I'm not even woman. including her in my list of ones I've dated. Who are these other Icelandics? The other side. <laughs> well, no, a couple of Who Icelandic are these girls? Icelandic women that you didn't give me the interesting chance to place, steal? And it's an interesting language. Oh. And their DNA, I love them. their DNA is pure. Pure. Pure as snow. Well, we say pure. No, because that's racism. Disgusting stuff, the Icelanders, <laughs> aren't they? they have look a, at their words, sector walk for a nipple. Oh, sure, All I remember of their uh, culture is that they have a saying, everyone likes the smell of their own farts. And they say it. That's all you've learned. You've been out of three Icelandic women. You've it's, come away yeah. from it liking the smell of your own farts. That's you all over. When you part your hair in the middle in Iceland, they call that a grey du piku. It's like some Bjork little... Wait a sec. Bjork is from no. up that way. You can actually greet someone by saying, Come to sell old Bresiai. Which literally translates as "come happy and be blessed." So she knows the score about Iceland. So I think this: what we do is we nick a bit of Icelandic culture, we sell it back to our culture, not sell it, give it, and that's a new craze. It could be like the thumb in the nose of 2017. What do you reckon? No, we need a physical action that becomes like right. So that yeah. thing where you put your thumb on your nose and wiggle your fingers. Right? How about you put it on your winky and do the self same thing? Wrong, morally wrong. Too sexually aggressive. Possibly. Good. Good. We're not doing that. That's striking from the list. Keep it neck and above. Neck and above. Right? Above the neck. What do now, we do? We put both two fingers up our snouts and go. <laughs> uh, everyone. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> Come on, Matt, you can think of a good new I sign can't. for us. Someone, look, this is where you get your listeners involved. Listeners? Listeners. Give us a thing. Draw a diagram. Whatever you have to do. Explain it. And you then, will be behind a glass but listen, panel. We can influence <laughs> culture. Within two generations, it'll be a normal thing. And people go, where did this start? Thing. And they'll go, there was this radio show. You know that? You know President Russell? You know that bloke who, who died on that island? <laughs> <laughs> Little Matt Morgan wheezing there all blotchy because he was too Celtic. I read this thing. Uh, your book, mate. Very good stuff. Listen to this lad. What a little stirrer he was. Because this is in the witch hunt days of, of yore. I guess it's 1500 and something. Is that when it was going on? No, 1644. Yeah. You're quite right. A villainous boy named Robinson was the chief actor in the tragedy. This started up a witch hunt in the community. He confessed many, many years afterwards that he'd been suborned by his father and other persons to give false evidence against the unhappy witches whom he brought to the stake. These women were killed. The time of this famous trial was about 1634. This boy, Robinson, whose father was a woodcutter, 
Carter, residing on the borders of Pendle Forest, Lancashire, spread abroad many rumours against one Mother Dickinson, whom he accused, Matt, of being a witch. These rumours come into the ear of the local magistracy. The boy was sent for and strictly examined. He told the following extraordinary story. This boy, Robinson, without... How old is Robinson? I think he's seven. He's told this story without hesitation or prevarication and apparently in so open and honest a manner that no one who heard him doubted the truth of it. He said, check this, this little boy Robinson, what a stirrer. He goes, he was roaming about in one of the glades of the forest, amusing himself by gathering blackberries. Blackberries. Oh, wow. And he saw two greyhounds before him, which he thought at the time belonged to some gentleman of the neighbourhood. Being fond of sport, he proposed to have a course. That means he was going to send them after hares, look. And a hare being started, he incited the hounds to run, this boy Robinson. Neither of them would stir. Angry at the beasts, he seized hold of a switch with which he was about to punish them. So he cut himself a cane, he's about to punish them, when one of them suddenly started up in the form of a woman and the other the form of a little boy. He at once recognised the woman to be the witch, Mother Dickinson. She offered him some money to induce him to sell his salt to the devil. This story's getting out of hand. What? But he refused. He, she took a bridle out of her pocket, shook it over the other little boy, turned him into a horse. This led, this woman, this boy's story led to that woman, Mother Dickinson, being executed and 20 other women being executed. The story just starts with a lad in the woods picking blackberries. I'm angry with him for thinking he can just get a greyhound to go after a hare when it's not his greyhound. Let alone the bit where he gets people killed. Well, at that time, obviously, that was fine because otherwise people go, hang on, what did you do? (laughs) That was just the beginning of his story. I was in the woods looking for blackberries. What, you little barrel? He's the blackberry thief. (laughs) Burn him. (laughs) Did I say blackberries? I said raspberries. I said I meant raspberries. Fine, fine. And I saw two greyhounds. He's the greyhound hitter. (laughs) Beater of the greyhounds. No, sorry, actually, it was a bear. Oh, well, they must be stamped out. So, I mean, like, you can't just be in the woods, see a couple of greyhounds and think, I'll use them for my own advantage and then cut a switch, you know, from a tree. So you can tell he's lying, right? Because there's too much front-loaded information in that story. Mm. If you'd seen a greyhound turn into a woman, (laughs) you'd start about there, right? If it was true, you'd go, I was in the woods, right? And there was Don't a worry about what and it what turned. Doing? Oh, I was looking for blackberries. Too much information because he's he's winging Lions, it, he's peddling, he's going. Oh. And then uh, there was two um, greyhounds. Greyhounds. There was two greyhounds. Now I tried there. to get him to do a bit of hunting, so what well, they weren't doing it. So I've cut a switch from the tree. I mean, why has he even put that in his story? Because he's story? trying to frame himself as someone who's got. You know, all, normal all life and, and interest, and then also like uh, well, they were misbehaving. He's a, he's like trying to say that he's you know a, a rule following man boy. Check, boy. In consequence of this story, many pe- persons were arrested, and the boy Robinson was led about from church to church in order that he might point out to the officers by whom he was accompanied the hags he'd seen in the barn. A bit later, he goes. He was took to a barn, and all the witches were having a big party and conjuring up dinners and that, and eating them in front of him. Oh. They led him round church. Another. 20 people were thrown in prison, eight of them condemned to die, including Mother Dickinson. Horrible times to live. Upon his evidence alone. What a, what a terrible boy. I bet he came to a sticky end, though, because someone would have begrudged him. That. Hold on a sec. We traced his DNA. <laughs> 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 oh, imagine that, that, that day, that little kid walking around with some cops going, Yep, she was there. <laughs> Uh, yep, yep, I think. Oh, yep. What about that her. lady there? She will she one of them? Will she? Yeah. Oh, uh... She was one of the worst. <laughs>
<laughs> she had a top off. She had a, she had a top off. She cunted up a bloody great trifle with the bound. I, I say, get rid of her. She was breastfeeding kittens. What? Oh, this makes me mad. It's men's inability. I said that. No, that sounds weird, but that's what they. I know, it, it was called sound, a familiar. You don't have to just. I know. You don't have to justify yourself. It's safe space. Oh, all right. For this two hours, you're safe There's to be who you are. There's a picture of me, and underneath it said breastfeeding kittens. Quote Matt Morgan. <laughs> I wouldn't My, flinch. That's exactly why I flinched. Then you went ah, like that because I imagined it and I liked it. That was the flinch of recognition, a flinch of joy, a okay. flinch of approval, and that is what we want offer you on Radio X for this two hours. You are safe to be who you are, who you want to be, and who you truly are inside. Connect with your own madness. Come on a shamanic journey between levels of consciousness and listen to this claptrap. In a minute, we're going to do unadvert, as they would say, probably somewhere else. And after that, there'll be Simon Amstel. And if that's what you like, that's what you're going to get. I personally love Simon Amstel. He's got a new book out. Helps me to promote my book as well, or my tour, or anything I want to promote. Do drink. Adagio tea. He's Jewish. Ask him if he's Ashkenazi. He's probably not Jewish enough for old Russ. I wouldn't have thought. I've got the best blood. I've got the best stuff. And also, we'll be talking about our utopian island. But first, of course, we must try desperately to weasel these messages into your mind. Russell Brand Radio X. Ah, life. Can it get any better than this? Of course it can't. Ah, Majesty. It's difficult at a moment like this not to reflect on the days of my youth where your late father and I sometimes on a hunting trip in the grounds of Richmond Park would recline for a moment against the bark of an old oak tree, feeling our skin against the coarse, rough wood. We would reflect on the challenges that we'd faced together and for a moment's respite and joy... Spying in the corner of our eyes periphery, we'd see a lowly greyhound thinking opportunity for coursing lies ahead. We'd approach the beast, gripping it by its all too thin ankles, twanging the tendons like the strings of a harp. We would lower the beast, then finding the glands, thumb out the squid ink which lurks there, and only as a denouement with your father's eyes rolling ecstatically in the back of his head like a transcended yogi. We would take an emery board from his back pocket and gripping the member of the beast, file down very briskly and aggressively a flat surface like a stick of rock, revealing a cross-section of honeycomb within each cell, a larvae, a wet, emergent pupae, lower larvae, pullulating with life, majesty. How's your week been, Matt? <laughs> it's been all right. It's just getting by, aren't we? Robert Penny here, says Russell. I love your new book. I've downloaded it. It's nice. I also appreciate the secret message to the wonderful people of the North on the cover attached below. I don't remember doing a secret message to the people of the North in my uh, in my brilliant book, Recovery, available oh, now. Oh, with it. Say that you did. Oh, yeah, I did. Boost sales. There's a secret message for every one of you in there, coded in there somehow. <laughs> When are you going to think of a sign for us to do? A craze to start, Matt. We've got to start a craze. You know, like you being Native American and yep. this. It's yes. probably yes. racist. No. It might oh, be. La, 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 la. Bring it back. Bring but, it back. But something like that. Maybe not that because it like exists. It. No, that exists as a thing. A finger in your mouth. Too weird, yeah. Oh, come on. What about this? No, I think the first one. First thought, best thought. Kerouac. You remember we made a documentary about Kerouac? No, it's an existing thing. 
That's an exist. We need to invent one, not steal one. All right. You also, put your people thumb are going. Hey, that's cultural appropriation. Okay. All right. This isn't cultural appropriation. No one's done this yet. You put your thumb in your mouth. You puff out your cheeks. And that's that. <laughs> nice you as pie. Say it hurts my cheeks. I hurt the corner of my cheeks when I do that. Yeah, I remember when you blow up a balloon. balloon. I hate that pain. And I, I hate looking at trumpet players with big round <laughs> cheeks. Yeah. Louis Armstrong may think to himself it's a wonderful world, but I think your cheeks must hurt, mate. And that bit round under your ears, all oh, that bit must remember be Remember a kid and you try and blow up a balloon and then he goes, it. and you get that pain <laughs> all up way up to your ears. Uh, like after that. I've had a migraine, I get that real bad, man. Do you? Tingle cheeks, yeah. I get a Louis Armstrong cheekaboos. After you have a migraine, do you get a surge in libido? Yeah, a surge in libido and powers. Now, I think this neurological disruption is leading to something, the migraine. It's like you... Because I went on virtual reality the other day, mate. Like a little kid's virtual reality. I put on that helmet. Yeah, that's right. That's what I've been trying to get. We'd like that. Sony PlayStation, send me a virtual reality helmet so I can... uh... Send Matt and me, if you don't mind, virtual reality hats, or whatever you call them, and to us. Now, I was in that virtual reality world, mate, and it took my mind a long while to get back to normal afterwards. And I'd only done the first bit. All I'd done is you go down under the sea and a shark's going to come. I didn't even get to the shark. I was just in the cage being lowered to the bottom of the sea. I was going, oh my God, reality's an illusion. If your senses can be stimulated and it can overcome... Well, listen, I wanted to try it, but I had an eye infection and my brother-in-law wouldn't let me put it on. That's out of order. Your brother-in-law's out of order? Oh, it might be... A good precaution. What, why did you have an eye infection? I had for? a cold. You know when you suddenly get a red eye and you think that's mm. gone a bit pink, and Awful. then uh, two days later it was bright red and it ached. It's probably in your DNA, mate. Your DNA needs looking at. I don't get those. Now listen, I put every Russell. Russell, stop doing your Emery board. Russell, stop doing your Emery board recital. It's troubling to listen to every week and confusing. Thank you, Dan, for your input. Hello, Russell, Matt, and G. Hughesy and Andy, can you explain the story behind your Emery board? I've tried to. Me and my mate have become avid listeners and we don't understand where it's come from. How can you possibly understand? It's difficult to understand such a thing, isn't it? Mm. It's difficult to get to the bottom of it. It's very, very I complex. I thought of a marketing campaign for our island. Go on. Do you want to send Russell Brand to a private island? <laughs> this is hurtful. Well, there, it might work. Do you want to send Russell Brown to a private island and, like, what? The idea and of me, booting me and off? And Matt Morgan. And no, it's reliant on making people uh-huh. send me to purgatory, ostracised. Uh, then people might like go. Like Napoleon, yeah. when he was on his island. Yeah. Elba. 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 Abel was uh, I, uh, I saw Elba. Who cares where the money's come I from? I think he came back, though, you know, Napoleon, and I think he got back in charge, didn't he? When, like, he was... Three islands in Napoleon's life. I think he's, he's born in, is it, is it Corsica? Sardinia or Corsica. Well, so, no, yeah. Corsica yeah. Elba he was exiled to, and Elba, he died, I think. Of ice cream. I don't know where he died, in some other island. Why do the islands well, keep there you go. jumping in? You get sent there, right? Right. You, mm. you harvest the money of island. the now, naysayers. Don't say harvest the money of the naysayers. It's too negative. All right. You accept the donations of, of the negative uh, people. Better. Right? Better. Then what? Then you go to an island, completely dissolve your personality and your oh, being. Hold on a minute. What have no, I dissolved my personality for? You, You're sending me to an island. You're dissolving my personality. Recreate our you know, genetic roots as human right. species, right? Then you will come back from that island. Yep. As a, a Superman. Sort of, yeah. Christ-like. Yeah. I like this now. This is good. All right, yeah, and we've set a lovely example because we've been living properly and we say to everyone else, look, you could live like this because it will be, you're right, it will be very difficult for me to overcome my uh, love of attention and all that sort of stuff, but you've got to do it. It's the route to happiness. The secret is to die before you die. Otherwise, death's terribly awful. And when Christ talks about the afterlife, he's saying, deal with that rubbish now, then you will be in heaven on earth. Right. 
Brilliant. You're right. So I've got to overcome that. We live in a completely democratic what, assembly. And you have culture. your own law. If you're like completely, I wonder what the. I mean, you obviously have to. There's like human rights laws that. Not are if global, there's oil there. They? If there's oil there, they'll say we're in charge of your laws. But if you've got no, if you're just living on a BlackBerry economy, they'll go, yeah, yeah, do what you want. They'd let you have it off with each other, everything. Do you ever have the death penalty on that island? No way. Because you read about these uh, tribal people, if the the group vote, someone's like steps out of line, they kill them. I know, and they do also abandon the weak, don't they? They've abandoned them right off the bat. So, like a lot of these indigenous, because they don't have that kind of sentimentality that's built around individualism, because they have a collective identity. Yeah, yeah. I think, like where the tribe is what's important. But we, you know, we can't ignore evolution. You know that we suicide can't ignore in our cultural Americans norms doesn't. Well, in the, in, the, in those days, Go didn't on. exist at all. Just no one ever the did only, it, ever. Only if you were really old and you were going to be a burden on the tribe, you'd do it out of nobility. Oh. They're noble. They're nothing more noble, mate, than one of my people out on the periphery of the village doing himself in out of love. Respect, kudos. There was no here. depression, no anxiety. No, I know, none because of that. all of those things, all of those mental illnesses, and our listeners know this, God help them, is because you're having to adapt yourself to live in a culture that doesn't connect with your most basic and truest needs. But that won't be the case on our lovely island. So we're just looking at this page. You just bought a private island. Now what? Creating your own private island paradise is doable, but it won't be easy, says expert Doug. Now, Doug... <laughs> Doug's the expert here, and he says we've got to do some things. Figure out regulations. We're going to do that together, Matthew, aren't we? Need a manifesto or like a... Help us with our manifesto, listeners. Like I say, everyone has got to be equal, even though like you know, my ego doesn't like that, but it is definitely right. Figure out what you want to do with the island. We've got to have some sort of economy. How are we going to make uh, survive in an international economy based on capitalism? So hopefully my podcasts and this radio show, I don't no, know. We're not doing any of that. We're <laughs> off the grid. We're off the grid. Not like live from the island every Wednesday. It's, <laughs> that's no, rubbish. No broadcasts. No. What about me? You haven't thought this what through. What about my fan base? What about Nanny's fan base? You have to let go of all that. With her. Oh no. Bald as a coat. Just an expense. Oh, I could see it. We'd all move to the island and everyone would get stuck in and be like, oh, I've, got to, I've just got to go and get a flight. I'm just going back to London <laughs> for a, a, a TV job. You'd keep, you'd come and go. Breezing in and out of the island. In and out. Because we'd have to be ecologically sound on our island. We've got to respect Mother Earth. We've got to respect Mother. Mother Earth. That's what we've got to respect. I've told you that. How are we going to survive? Yes, solar panels we'll have. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. How are you going to get everything there? Well, that's a boring bit. I don't even want to be involved in that. I don't want to be involved in transportation, Matt. You can do that. Do a budget. All right, look. Can someone do all the boring stuff? Now, when it comes to the bit where you need a charismatic leader, look no further. I'll just be rallying the troops, Matt. I'll have no special privileges. You're quite right. Now, my hut, I would like something coastal, if that's all right. I mean, we're on an island. It's a bloody island. Got to have coast on an island. If you've, you've the been problem is if those you find yourself inland. Tribal, like you need to migrate around and move. If you're on an island, we're just trapped there. What? Because we're migratory we nomads. To feed ourselves. We're not going to go and live on the plains like Mongols. Well, we can't. There's no planes to buy. Ah, curses. They're always one to the like, This is what I want to know. Is there places in the world where there's just land mm. that you could buy, like a large plot of land, like huge... So you'd never be bothered and just become an uncontacted tribe from Bradford. Could we do it in Bradford? Would that work? Are there places around there where we could seize control? No. 
No. We're, look, do you know of some planes? If so, we're very... Look, I thought, don't worry about it. We'll just get the land mass. We'll work out an ecological system. We've got to be neutral ecologically. We've got to be sound with our ideology. Everyone can do what they want as long as they don't harm each other. We're fully self-supporting according to our own contributions. Everyone gets one vote and everything. Our leaders are trusted servants. All of the roles are rotated. No one stays in a leadership position for more than a couple of weeks. Everything's decided by assembly and vote. How many people can we sustain on this utopia? hundred? I think a hundred. Around hundred. More than 100 chimp groups split. Once a chimp group hits his 100, the chimps have a row and then it splits. That's what they say. That's what Yuval Noah Harari says. He says the chimps row. They'll row. We don't want the chimps rowing. So 100. What do you say? Yeah, that sounds about right. Depending now, on the land. How are we going to select people for utopia? It's got to be random. Because you know, like, This is a thing I've realised. If you don't let random, if you don't let the universe govern things, you'll be in for trouble. But then people go, oh, you didn't let enough people in that had wigwam legs. I go, we don't like the wigwam legs. We never liked them. Like, them. Like, say like when I'm doing like a live event, right, and the microphone person, like people are asking questions, the microphone person takes it to a person, right, and that person asks a question, and then they take it to another person. Sometimes they only give the microphone to people from one area, and you think, mm, this isn't fair, you should be picking people from every area. But where people are sat is already random. It wouldn't matter if you took ten people that were all next to each other, innit? It's just the appearance of it not being random. Unless, you know, the seating was somehow hierarchical, that seats nearer the front were more money because you get to be nearer me. Which they are. But they're not, actually. That was just a joke that I did to end the idea. But we look for patterns. That's what human beings do. We try to find patterns in everything. But randomness and chaos is what's holding all of this. That's why I think Osho goes, civilization's just a clearing in the forest. Eventually, the forest is just going to and eat it all up again. Mm. In fact, there's a bloody island in New York we could have. Going to be pricey. It's just off the coast of Manhattan. It used to be a loony bin there, so we're in good company. But all of the foresters reclaimed it. It's a famous thing in New York. Excuse me. I don't know if we. I don't know if we can afford it. It's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be steep. But <laughs> oh we can do it, guys. Islands in the stream. I was, I was actually with you. I was like, yeah, yeah, New York, New York. <laughs> I wasn't with him at Man- all. Manhattan is an island. We'll take the whole damn island. Why not? Why with should air we be pollution, and then people would come over there, drunk people in boats. <laughs> Oh. Russell Brand's on this island somewhere. No, but we're in that big house. <laughs> God, while the people toil the fields around him. The perimeter was breached yesterday, and I've noticed another coconut has been blemished. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, don't you besmirch my lovely coconuts. Don't you besmirch my lovely coconuts. Let my coconuts live, be free. You'd have to get it right, otherwise people would hold it up as an example of, of why. Failed utopias, like yeah. Jonestown, other things built mm. up around a megalomaniacal personality. But that's why, this is what I think, all these things take place within the individual. If you yourself get aligned then everything will be all right. Work on, like, in a way, selfishness and self-obsession will lead to enlightenment. <laughs> That's my theory. It's also <laughs> the center, central tenet of my book. I think if we did it, you'd have to, you should take a vow of silence for the first year. What, a year? No <laughs> way. That's out of order. Come <laughs> on, mate. you down some... to the normal level of people. What, a year of silence? And around running things. I'll be helping with my tips and my advice. (laughs) (laughs) Right, listen, we've got to do an advert. We're going to get this utopia. If you promote our podcast, you will get a chance to be behind a glass panel. There's a panel here. There's no one behind it. You could be. I could be looking at you now. How do they get in there? Bunched in. You go in around the sides there and you'll be there because that's how they got that Chris Moore sticker in there. You'll be in that area. Imagine yourself in an area behind a glass panel. Watching a radio show you can't hear. That's right. You'll be there trapped in silence. You'll hear your own breath and 
the breath of the other people and you'll start thinking about life and its finite nature. You're behind a glass panel. Okay, so there's going to be an advert, then there's going to be Simon Amstel, there's going to be a glass panel. We're going to conclude the show. Mr G will be bringing it all to a conclusion with poetry. That's what he does. That's what we know. Also, is there anything else to come up? Hmm. Utopia is just a breath away, you beautiful, beautiful brutes. With Sky Broadband Superfast, you get reliable broadband here. (laughs) Smells good. There. Morning. (sighs) And everywhere. (laughs) Sorry. Get guaranteed Wi-Fi in every room or money back with Sky Broadband Superfast. So reliable, it's minion-proof. Sky. Believe in better. Requires Sky Broadband Boost and Sky Kit in fibre areas only. Speeds vary by location. Minimum 3 megabits or refund on boost component of subscription paid during current minimum term up to date of claim. See sky.com slash guarantee. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. So far, we've talked about utopias on this show. We've talked about my brilliant new Jewish heritage, the best bit of Jewish as well. It turns out that I've got as where whereas Ashkenazi. Matt is Ashkenazi, best type. Whereas Matt is just plain old vanilla, stuck on this island. None of his ancestors. Eight point one percent Italian. Oh well, one of your bloody Irish ancestors popped on a ferry to Italy, got a little bit of DNA squirted, and then come trundling back. Not like mine, Central America and everything. The reason I'm doing this. Pre- is because with us in the studio is author, comedian, film director and long-time personal friend, Simon Amster. We don't really do applause or things like that, but we, I mean, we can do one to generate an atmosphere. So it's a good thing, isn't it? We're generating an atmosphere for Simon. He's We're generating himself. It. Well, he's joining in with the atmosphere. You're right, Si. Really good. Thank you. How are you? Oh, so happy that you're here. It's lovely because Simon and I, like everyone in this room now, as a matter of fact, we're actually friends, aren't we? So now we can convey our actual relationship into the medium of Radio X. By Initially, let's start off with the uh, function of this interview to promote your new book, Help. What is your new book, Help, Simon Amstel? It is a load of transcripts for my stand-up plus new thoughts and feelings. Can I help you to be better at promoting your oh, book? Go on, go on. Don't use the word transcript. Oh. It sounds like uh, it sounds like you've not put a lot of. Lo- uh, I did. Half of it is uh, stand-up material. Because your stand-up is brilliant. Mm. There you go. That's G. Even G, who's oh, a, no, no, doesn't really make an effort you, to be nice. Like one of the first times I saw you, I was like, I was get on Mike. Yeah, one of the first times I was clowning you, clowning you from the um, <laughs> from the that Channel Four show. Yeah, and you and were so, surprised. Yeah, and when I saw you, I was really surprised. I was like, yeah, it was great. Thanks very much. I rather enjoy this bit aside from the jacket. Simon Amstel was a comedian, screenwriter, and director. 2017 sees his first feature fi- uh, feature-length film, Carnage. Brilliant, brilliant film. His latest stand-up tour, what is this? He's previously written and starred in the television series Grandma's House and his past stand-up tours include uh, To Be Free, Numb and Do Nothing. He also hosted some popular television programmes but is now too pretentious to list them here. (laughs) Very funny, very meta observations. It's nice when people make the jacket of their book live. Some lovely quotes here as well. A beautiful and clever book about being human. All the warmth of his comedy without the inconvenience of his face. Russell Brand, great great quote, very sensible. Is there an element of self-help to it? No. Uh, I suppose there is in that all the uh, everything I've ever done has been to, to sort of figure out who I am and help myself. And then if people are listening to it or reading it, then they might think, "Oh, that's a bit like me." That helps, right? 
Do well, you there's think... something sort of funny about that. I thought it'd be funny to name it help because it's like me shouting from the book help to someone else, whereas it should be the other way around. Mm, I like that idea. I like that idea. And you also say you feel better having those stories and thoughts out of your head. Yes, because they can't hurt me anymore. Because inside my head, if they're secrets, if I still feel ashamed of who I am, then it's a terrible business. But if you just say the things out loud, then other people laugh. Then it's like they've said us too, and you feel less alone. Do you think you've dealt with a lot of shame in your life? Yeah, I think that I think that I didn't realise it when writing the book because half of it is all new writing and mm. as you said what did you say about it it was good or something i think it's a beautiful book myself yeah, yeah i like i like i enjoy your stand-up so i think it's very lyrical and well written whether it's vocally or, or or um you know on the page i enjoy your work but i particularly like the new work i found narratives in here that i hadn't particularly uh, observed in your stand-up i suppose you've honed in it seemed to me at least on the story of your sexuality seemed like it was clearer in this book than it's been in your stand-up Is i didn't right? want to really talk about that sort of thing before because i didn't want it to define me entirely and uh but i realized that it was kind of missing in what i'd spoken about before that it wasn't nothing to have to lie about who i was between the ages of 13 and 21 it wasn't no. nothing to have to pretend to be another human being that kind of thing isn't going to lead to intimacy uh -huh. i think the whole book is probably about going from feeling ashamed of myself sometimes consciously sometimes unconsciously to being able to actually be present with another human being in a moment and not feel like i had to be someone better so that's impossible to achieve if you feel shame, you'd say. Mm, yeah. I suppose that makes sense, really. And because um, we're from similar backgrounds, from a similar place, it was a, a, a lot of what you write resonates with me and I identify with it even though I have a different strand of sexuality as that this idea of shame and not being able to reveal myself, I identify with pretty strongly. So like, I feel that that, line through it of self-help and self-realization is really really um useful but i also think it's really really funny i enjoyed it from that i was laughing while i was reading it oh, that's good thank you i'm on chapter two of your book and laughing and enjoying yours oh see we're being nice to each other me and simon yeah. capable of being a bright pair of snidey <laughs> little cows both got a book out at the same time this could have gone a different way I know, we could have been very competitive actually the guardian reviewed both of our books and they used a photo of simon you know, they could have used me, but they used the photo of Simon, so I was a bit... Well, isn't it? It wasn't my... I mean, it wasn't... It wasn't that's not fault. Simon's fault. That's a selection. <laughs> that's a decision they've made. And we simply have to... We just have to accept that that's what life's like. I mean, part of my journey through life, Simon, is to try and manage my um, self-obsessiveness. Yeah. In fact, you've been quite helpful with that, uh, if I may say. I remember you start saying... You said to me not long ago, uh, like, try not to spend too much time thinking about how you are perceived and how that fits in because I think it won't bring you much peace said that to me a little while ago and it, mm. it sort of stayed with me I can't even remember saying it but it sounds yeah it's right I was right about it <clears throat> you were right about that the other thing I'm impressed with you I think I've been thinking about it like ever since I found it out which was only four days ago so it's not been too much trouble and I've been a lot, under a lot of pressure since then actually a lot of pressure with work I'm really glad to be in this environment I'll tell you that my boyfriend came to see you at the Labour Party conference thing that you were doing and he thought you were bloody amazing did he really? yeah I really I'm very fond of Dan I think he's a really view. good, brilliant bloke. Yeah. He's like graceful. Wife. Look at us. We really like each other. <laughs> right, let's be, should we be horrible? To, no, we don't, why do we have to be horrible no. to each other? Why is say that? Say one why horrible thing? thing to it. Not horrible, but just say, <laughs> so, well, there must be something that annoys you about each other. <laughs> no, nothing. I'll tell Come you this on. thing. This is a really good thing about Matthew, right? So I've just been... I've what been, was the thing that was four days ago, though? 
Oh, four days ago. Oh, yeah. You told, I go, like, because Simon's, if you haven't seen Carnage, Simon's film about becoming a vegan, brilliant. Very good conceit. It's the, a documentary made in the future where everyone will be vegan and looking back at the things we do now. I think I like that idea a lot because I think it's a, a template that could apply to other things. When when people talk, for example, about, you know, how could the Holocaust have happened? I sort of I sort of think, yeah, how could that? And it's obviously the participation of ordinary people that allows that to happen. So I think what comparable things are there now? And of course, you know, that your film is an example we all tolerate the abuse of animals and we all accept homelessness and we all accept economic inequality because we have a headset that tells us that's all right it's acceptable so i thought that was really brilliant but you're also you're directing another film at the moment and i I goes to say do you like simon like me simon has like a series of rituals and stuff that he does in the morning to get his head together all right alberto i'm just really connecting with that guy i just want you to see me and alberto really connect very proud that he knows the name of a cleaner here difference in status yeah well yeah oh is he a different status because I don't really pay any attention <laughs> like you could be the person that's cleaning the corridor or you could be wow. a, a film director guest and I you know I just see humans don't know just make about love for me everything's about love for me I guess I wonder, wonder what he thinks don't look at you. him too much get back to me now uh, he served his purpose of <laughs> <laughs> making me look quite nice I just was I'm very impressed that you even if you have an early film day like you know if you get up early to be on telly or make a film oh that's the thing you complain about if you're making films you know because you've lost touch with real life and getting up early seems like a hardship Simon still gets up double early to do his rituals. And I thought, hmm, that's impressive. Well, otherwise you uh, you stop being able to function. <laughs> you, is that, yeah, <laughs> God, what do you mean by that, mate? You, uh, well, uh, you come out of alignment with the creative child self that's making all the good stuff happen. Simon, you're living your life. Help, did it? That didn't help, Not really. It. Hang on, what, what, are the ri- what are the rituals? You might as well have done a transcript of that. <laughs> What, can I ask what the rituals are? Oh, it's sort of... This, um, this, when you just say rituals, it sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing is sort of jumping about like a lunatic to whatever music is in your cordless headphones that morning. Um, you call that something more fancy than... I, yeah, I did. He probably I, calls it yogic flying. Well done. <laughs> I actually called it spontaneous yoga, but you're on the right page. Mm. I sort of so like it's, um, it's like Simon's inhabiting himself when he's doing that. Yeah. But I have to do normal yoga and because I feel like myself I benefit from structure you, with me you don't want too much freedom and prancing that's going that, that needs to be reined in Not if anything prancing. Uh, <laughs> very elegant <laughs> <laughs> you said you listen to all different types of music yeah, but like what mood I'm in so if I feel like really moving then it'll be some upbeat Michael Jackson number yeah. if I feel in a more sort of emotional space then space the word space uh, then it's some some ballad maybe it might be a bit of Tom O'Dell or it might be some Adele oh he's good yeah, I wandered through. Uh, I wandered through Regent's Park with uh, with headphones on, just listening to the three Adele albums on shuffle. Yeah, were you jive jiving around to that, mate, or you just doing normal walking? I was doing some actual sort of jiving, which could have been embarrassing if anyone was looking, but. But I didn't Is mind. It early in the morning. No, it was at a time when people people are out and about. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's imp- that stuff because we don't move enough, right? We're just uh-huh. sort of sat, and so you have to move because we're animals. It's reclamation of self, isn't it? Like that's what what I feel like's happening here is like there was the advent of secularism, the idea that religion and state power is separate, meant that people like the religion's private. If you'll notice this, if you start talking to people about their spiritual and religious beliefs, people can get a little bit embarrassed or defensive. Of course, there are very overt atheists as much as there are overt 
religious people, but generally the idea is, oh no, your spirituality is something that's solitary. And, and even in the cases of both Simon and myself, it is, like, I'm doing my my uh, yoga and my meditation and my praying alone. You're doing those things, but coming together communally to do those things, I imagine would be amazing, but I don't know, I guess I feel a bit shy about that. There's a thing called Five Rhythms, which is probably where my morning ritual came from. Five Rhythms... Uh, it's like it's a it's a sober two hours of dancing every night of the week is happening in London. I'm not sure about anywhere else. But... Wow, have you been to it then? Yeah, and you start very awkward. You know, there's somebody at the not even at the front, just sort of standing in their space in the room, saying things like, "Okay, just sort of relax your shoulders." Is and... there music on, mate? Yeah, there's music on. And it goes it, it goes from uh, quite slow to very manic. There's a moment called chaos for about half an hour, and you go from feeling quite awkward to being at a rave by the end. Everyone is like a complete lunatic in the room and it doesn't matter because good. everyone everyone's just, you look around you think oh god I don't want to seem weird and everyone's really weird in there you think, oh we're all just weirdos we're all just idiot children this is great mm. It's like what we're doing is we're actually only living on one bandwidth of who we actually are. And that's when people talk about conditioning and conformity. That's what I think they mean, that we've, we're all floating on our repressed selves. We're floating on that person that you eventually become through the sort of uh, experience that Simon's describing. You think, oh, it's not all right for me to be that. And then it bursts out in some mad way, like dogging or some terrible act of onanism. Children do it naturally. They'll just go in the middle of the room and run around in circles. Yeah. Some of their like, behaviour. Yeah, all kids will do that. They just enjoy being dizzy. Chaos. Yeah. Because we were talking, one of these through this book we're reading that Matt's been, I don't know where Matt's got into it, Extraordinary Popular Delusion, The Madness of, of Crowds. It's an account of like social behaviours and as the name suggests, crowd behaviour in like a couple hundred years ago. And a lot of it's in London. So it's sort of amazing. Like the bit we were just looking at just now while we was waiting for you and that's not a, a, a veiled lament that we were waiting for you. It just happened that we were waiting for you. Okay. I mean, Eckhart Tolle would say, don't have the word waiting in your vocabulary. If someone says to you, sorry for keeping you waiting, go, I wasn't waiting. I was here living my life. <laughs> I say, Eckhart Tolle, he won't have it. He won't have no nonsense, old Eckhart. So anyway, we're looking at that book and uh, it goes, because um, language means something. I suppose the fact that I chose the word waiting is an indication of something. Isn't it? Don't worry about waiting. You're coming across like you're really annoyed he was a tiny bit late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was late as well. I think he, wasn't he came, late. He came at on exact time. point. Time. Professional, that's one of my points. He's a professional person. <laughs> so like, um, so like, all right, so in this crowd book, like crazies used to sweep London, and then because they were happening hundreds of years ago, they all sound really antiquated and brilliant. Like people, like it was just a meme or a trend would catch of people like bowling in the pubs and shouting in the door, door uh, into the doorway, "It's your mother's shoulder, man, go!" And then like just running out again, like yeah. sort of like a weird chaos. And I, I like the idea that there's this mischief in people that's being repressed that occasionally burst forth, and because I think that energy is a really important. Also, the shared change. sense of community. They had like catchphrases which would become massive in London and then die off and then next, and some of them are like the sea the sea you'd just shout that out and everyone, <laughs> and everyone would go, go hey or like if you'd come in a pub who are you everyone That's would go who are you and if you can't come up with something on the spot like oh I'm here for the lemons like then everyone would go ah you mug hey! and all turn on you and stuff like and it's sort of uh, what I, I like about that yeah is that there is sort of spontaneity and joy that would be commodified now that impulse would be Pokemon Go, it, right? You know, there's an app, advertise it, sell it back. You know what I mean? Like that people aren't allowed to have community. Everything is seen through the lens of commerce. That is why we are trying to purchase an island, a private island, and establish a utopia. The problem is, it's much too near the admin stage of this process. There is a megalomaniacal figure who is a self obsessed egocentricist. Yes. <laughs> wants to govern the island. So we're thinking about getting this utopian island, Si. All right. 
It's going to be like an anarcho-syndicalist island, meaning we'll vote on everything. It'll be total. Well, it'll be total equality. You'll do whatever ask, people I vote think, for. What would Simon do? Let's ask him. Go on, mate. How would you run that island? What would your What would your utopia? It's going to be? be vegan, isn't it? I'm interested in um, a play economy. Right now, do I know what I mean when I say that? Let's see. Uh, I'm interested in something called the universal basic income. I just shouted out loud in a room with you recently. Yeah. Uh, and I was just reading about it. trying to talk so to I'm Dan and he shouted, universal basic income. <laughs> Dan, he's fella, he's an economist. So he knows what he's talking uh, about. Right. And me, you know me, I've got an opinion on everything. He just bowls over, universal basic income. Useless. So everyone gets a load of money every year. If, if you need money on this island, maybe you don't need any money. Should we get rid of money? Yeah. I think possibly you would in a controlled environment. Like you need to somehow represent value, don't you? You need to no, but like, like whatever money, is, like, like we were talking about, blackberries or food, right? <laughs> We've put a if lot ever, of thought into it. But that's just, everyone gets their share because they're that, only ripe one week. Oh, blast! <laughs> Go on, sorry, Matthew. But anyway, I'm just saying, like that's still a good idea. That basically you just mean everyone gets the same stuff. Yeah, and actually, what Simon's saying it is a good idea because then countries where they've experimented with that, they said instead of giving out various benefits to various people, just give everyone twenty grand and see what happens. And apparently, what are some of the consequences of that, side? Everyone gets divorced because they're not really in love. Really? <laughs> yeah, they did it in Sweden, didn't they? I th- the bit I read about was a, a, a little bit of Canada where it was right. working for a couple of years, and then a Conservative government came in and they stopped it. But uh, yes, financial security was the uh, was the thing keeping a lot of people together. But that shows how hegemony works. We can find it hard to think outside of the idea of there being finance and money at the centre of it. You know that we find it hard. Like, you know, there's so much in Marxism, man. You've got to listen to that under the skin that I've done with um, Professor David Harvey. Now, listen, Simon. The actual uh, radio show is over. Buy Simon's book. Help. Buy it. Buy Simon's book. Get it. I'm sorry for s- urging you to spend money when we we're t- basically oh, yes. telling you that capitalism doesn't work and will er- erode your soul. <laughs> Buy my book. Buy it. Sorry for saying that when we know that capitalism doesn't work and it will erode your soul. So recovery and help. They're both out. Two mentally ill people with the nerve to tell you how to live your life. Simon's on tour. Check that out on his website his social media you know I'm on tour so will you stay with us we're doing a podcast it's an extra 15 minutes of new content fabulous podcast you can stay if you want to you'll be in a podcast do you want to do that I've got to go and have a haircut I don't think I've ever been more hurt more more stabbed (laughs) in the back don't buy his book don't go do his tour he's a nasty nasty slack no no um, uh, yeah no problem alright to wrap up this part of um, to wrap up this part of the show I mean this is the show's conclusion thank you for listening here you are safe here there is sanctuary whoever you are you're alright no matter how mad no matter how weird and peculiar no matter what shame you feel in your belly or what confusion you feel in your mind here in our church in our glorious mosque we are together we are one we have already won the revolution has already happened and somehow this must be summarised by a poet how will he do it ladies and gentlemen it's Mr G okay this poem is called Bewitched Such proof is way too long to fit in my margins, so conjecture still rules for whoever is asking. Our spaces are sacred. Your heritage is what you make it. Did we begin with one bite from apple or from blackberries lubricated? Such is the free association where forgotten words are evaluated. 
History is a half-written bookshelf where a woman's power is understated. So come happy and be blessed. To rule your personal island, I suggest. All you need is for one eye to be awoken, for your utopia to be possessed. So some of us are off to live off the land, get a haircut and grow nuts. We're just saying so long and thanks for the fish, but please send Gareth some donuts. Yes, yes. How does he How do does it? How does he get the haircut in? How does he get the haircut in? He's only had 10 seconds to get that in there. This is street poetry. This is poetry happening now in your consciousness. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed this show. Whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you feel that was for you. We There is a podcast. Listen to it. You could behind, be behind a glass panel. Get 10 people to subscribe to the podcast. You will be behind a glass panel. Also, we're thinking of doing the radio show live here at Radio X. That's an idea that's come up. Matt, I've not really discussed it with any of you yet, but it's Neil's idea. We'll do a radio show live. I had you that could be idea. here behind a glass panel. You never so had we any. should go around the country a doing it live. Panel. <laughs> Huh? The glass panel. What do you mean? Yeah, well, just there's a little enclave there. You could be behind a glass panel, Si. Oh, I see. I thought it was just the street. No, it's like... No, it's you like, see that? Like Guantanamo. No, there's a Graham. void. Graham. You could be there's in that void. void. Oh, an glass. architectural glitch. There's an architectural glitch, and you could be part of it. You could be in there behind a glass panel. All right, so uh, after this commercial break and probably a song or something, there will be Gordon Smart, erstwhile a news international. He knows he signed something. He knows, but he signed something. Gordon Smart, he knows the score. He knows the Bobby Moore. Okay, come in. Uh, you can listen to the podcast if you want. You know I love you. Why wouldn't I? What is there but love? Is there anything other than love, Simon? Nothing at all. Nothing but love. It's all love anyway. There you go. It's beyond binary. Bye then. This is Radio X. Russell Brand. Well, happy now? Yep, very mm. happy. Good poem, G. Well done. Oh, cheers, yeah, thanks. Simon was good, wasn't he? Very yeah. good. Lovely. Nice man, nice man. You right had now. to bring up him being late, though, didn't you? Well, hold on, he wasn't even yeah. late, did it? Was and he wasn't there? late. No, but what you over, it made it feel like you'd been pacing around going, where is he? Because you sort of like, when you when we were waiting for you, I, I don't mean mate, and you just went over the top, I blustering know, I around. I don't think I oh, was a blustery. Cause I Bit. Do I, I watched him like it, a silly it, old general? It was, it, well. Like it, a silly old bank I said manager, it, and then he laughed when I said, sounds like you were really annoyed that he was late. And he laughed. Yeah. As well, if a social release had been allowed. That laugh was a social release. Laughter precedes language, they say, by 60,000 years. It's the sound of the ancient swamps. It's the sound of the mollywollies. 60,000 years? They don't say that. They do say it, mate. It's too small a time period for them to predict. They mean six million years or something. They don't know nothing. I don't trust them. No, they say 60,000. I had a laughter lady on my other podcast. One for clever people. You can listen to it too. <laughs> and on that, we talked to old laughter lady. Uh, to pull back the skin with muscle pants. I'll be talking over Gary Young. <laughs> it is Gary Young that I'm about to do in a minute. You want to hear me with that anarchist, Carl Ross? I listened to loads of what he said, didn't I, before I said any of my. You bits. didn't listen to his bloody name, did you? Hoping <laughs> <laughs> for that for about 12 minutes in the radio show. <laughs> Why weren't I listening properly? Why is it that everyone's so boringer than I am in my mind? Carn Ross means red meat. Carn means meat and Ross means red. Listen. So he means red meat. Can I ask you something, mate? Don't analyse my other guests' names. <laughs> when I'm on my other podcast, Under the Skin, don't come over there analysing their names they're, when they're calling. It happens to me, it's naturally. Meat, red meat. I just think those things. You analyse them. And I have to red say meat, them. Red meat, anarchist, red meat, red meat. Your well, name means very good. red fire. Man's red fire, and that's what's up with me, mates. No one cares that I was at Momentum, do they? 
Oh, what? was it Momentum? What's World that? Transformed. Brighton. Oh, yeah. yeah Gal's, with Gal and Gal's sister, with Sai's boyfriend, Dan. What is it? Ron Brand. It's a Labour, Labour. Party conference. I was down Labour Party Boring. <laughs> I was addressing the nation, mate. Me and the Shadow Health Minister, John Ashworth. No, I could have met Corbyn, couldn't I? But I just went home. Like, because uh, I've been there a while. And my dad was there. It was getting too intense. You know I mean, it was like about 10 people. I was like, no, nah, I'll go home now because I had to do a job, didn't I? Mm. And I must say, I'm very grateful to you because I was in a much more conventional comedic environment. Well, whilst there were people there that I always work with that I respect, it was much more cutthroat, right? right. It was a lot of, um, you know, like that comedy, oh, excuse me, where you got to say mean things and that all the time. Roasts. Roasts. That's yeah. Right, so like I was in one of them environments and I thought, oh, no, I didn't realise that it was going to be like that. So it was a bit where I got in touch with Matt. I goes, Matt. It's nasty in here. I'm going to need you to tool me up. Like, sort of, you know, like, maybe... I was trying to think of the things that it was like. Maybe it's when, like, James Bond goes to see that bloke who makes all them guns that are little, that James Bond can, like, pop in his pockets. Like, or give a briefcase. A bit like... Is it the, like the, That Rocky trainer where he just goes, He's going to rip your head off! you got to train harder! It's a bit like Mick. You're talking about Mick. It's a bit like Mick from Rocky One and the later ones. Sadly, Mick died. But also, but Mick is endowing Rocky in a physical way, whereas Q is literally giving him stuff. So I goes to Matt, give me some like just some <laughs> mean shit, right? <laughs> the stuff that Matt sent back to me, I was like, fucking Jesus Christ! Oh well, it was like uh, having access to one of them people that can make nasty bombs and that. Well, I'd love, it. I'd love to. Having it on my it's desk. Great fun writing really horrible stuff about people. Get it out, get it all out. That's what I said in my email back to you. I mean, that's the, the nature of those shows. System. Jesus Christ. It is. That's the point of it. That's it's the, meant to be, yeah, isn't it? Catharsis. Yeah. But it's lovely to get it out. Well, I was reading through it and I was like, my God, this guy. Like, I was like, yeah, I showed it Gareth <laughs> and he was like, going, oof, people were wincing on the page. I wouldn't, the only person I showed, I wouldn't show other people. I said, no, no, no. That's yeah, but, that, but it, you much. know, you had it there in your locker. It was nice because what I felt like is that if someone says anything, I'll just go to my nasty little pad of meanness and go, well, 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 what have we got in here? Our daddy's going to have to look in his little medicine basket <laughs> for you, darling. You've said a naughty. Let me have a look through the medicine. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like things that were like, too deep but that's part of the reason why i couldn't actually contribute because but for me darkness and murk that's a very real thing if i have to mm. go i don't like getting catching the elevator down to the swamp levels because i'm sort of like i don't know what happened to me down there i might be all sick in my own mouth I, I like it see recently i've got like sort of been doing family comedy stuff i focused on that i thought that was the way to go but oh, yeah. i think i might tap into the old horror and darkness again go on. Yeah, yeah, you should go for it, man. Yeah. Hardcore. Jump right in dark. there. Have a swash about, see what happens to you. But yeah. Protect yourself. Do some other things. I was thinking like, like play with Echo. Frankie Boyle, Jimmy Carr, like that sort of thing. I could write, I'd like to write jokes like that. Well, I listened to Frankie Boyle's most recent show and it's, it's beautiful writing. He's like, he's brilliant. Prometheus thing. Yeah, yeah he's, he's good, isn't he? He's excellent. Yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you cop? Because your style of humour isn't, you are never based. horrible about yeah. anyone. You, uh, you never have been. Unless someone's, unless someone's fired at you. That's right. So yeah. what I've done basically was, well, Jimmy Carr, who's like the host of the show, luckily, I just go, Jim, I don't, this is a bit much, mate. And and like he, we just said, yeah, no one be horrible to Russell. So I've like got a little, I'm still, like, I just sit there like a benevolent beaming Christ. So you've got to explain that. <laughs> like, so there was three, there's three records. You've done yeah. the first one. It was like, what the hell was this? You didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly you were thrown to the lions. Yeah, people were all saying stuff. I was like, hold on a minute. I don't sign up for this. Like I don't, people don't talk to me like that. This is incredibly rude. And also like, because it's like, that's what it's about. If you watch those roast things, it's sort of like that. But that's not my cup of char at all. Like, and then, you know, so the second one, you 
knew what it was. And yeah, it and then what right. I've done, I've found a comedic thing. The comedic thing, well, firstly, I had Matt Morgan's basket of evil in <laughs> 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 case I needed it. And then the other thing I had was, uh, like, I just sort of thought, take it seriously like you're actually judging it, because I'm a judge on it. So I was like, take it seriously like you're actually a judge of a competition. Like, So I was like, mm. like uh, analysing it like it was sport. And that joke of you saying that it's like UFC for uh, UFC for people who didn't do PE, right? <laughs> like I, I said that, and I thought, oh, that's a, like I'll treat it like that. So I go, well, that's really quite classic roasting. He's used these ropes, right, yeah. Right. And also, like I like, uh, you know, my favourite on Strictly Come Dancing, you may not know, is Craig Revel Horwood because I like how he just doesn't get distracted by the fluff or trying to impress people. He just judges the dancing like that. It's yeah, almost right. like a Buddha. He just goes, well, that your like shoulder was wrong. Difficult social situations or even work situations like that. It is about your... If you can change your um, stance on it, it yes. you can rebrand it to yourself or you yes. can reframe the whole thing. So even when you think, oh, this is horrible, <laughs> the, and the answer is often the truth. Like, what's the truth of yes. the situation? And so... That's what um, Gary Shandling used to say about yes. every comedic situation. What's the f- truth? Because that's the funniest bit yes. of it. And so if you can sort of go, I, I didn't know this show was going to be like this. Yeah, like, this yeah. is, you know, like who's booked me on this? Yeah. Like that's the funniest route because it's yeah. honest. Because yeah, if you'd have right. on the first day just gone, everyone's been horrible to everyone, right? I was weighed in with, you know, evil. Ill, evil you'd have come across badly. That's right. It's a, it was a very, very, very weird situation. He's spot on there, though, Gary Shandling, isn't he? God rest his soul. I know, I can't I think believe he, he died. Was, he died in a big list of too many people dying, and he sort of got lost in it. But Yeah, that was in that mad genius. cavalcade of death that went on. Well, that, But that's a, also, again, isn't it interesting that that's a sort of a spiritual idea, like contact the truth yeah. of the Yeah, situation. well, he was, wasn't he? He was very um, yeah, he was spiritual, it, and he? he was a Buddhist and stuff. So, like, but like, so if you think about it, when you're just trying to leverage something and trying to make something work, that feeling what Larry David calls sweaty comedy. Yeah, I hate know, that. yeah sweaty stuff. Like when you're pedalling hard to. Mm, yeah. Come on, this will work. But no, you, I do it. Like, do you remember that? I don't think I spoke about it on the radio, but I told you about that guy who threw me off a train because oh, yeah, I ran yeah. for a train right, and the door was closed, and so I put my foot in between the doors. Yeah. The doors closed to my foot, and then I pulled the doors open, climbed onto the train, thinking. That's a heroic thing. I made the train. I've not broken any laws. And this no, bloke no. came up to me and went, are you the man who just broke, uh, just um, blocked the doors of the train? Did I he said, say yeah. my train, can I ask? He did later. He goes, my service. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to leave my service at the next station. Oh, Threw like, me off the train. for the train. And I was like, ah, oh, I could... I've thought of lots of different ways of coping with it. And <laughs> and I just thought the best way to do deal with this is sort of like I feel a bit sorry for him. And this is all just a symptom of some other problem in his life. That is so true. I, so I was sort of going, why do you think that? Why do you want me to get off the train? Why do you keep saying that? Like, what's what's going on? I tried, I didn't get angry, didn't swear or anything like that. Because my natural reaction, if I, I think in a diff, on a different day... I would have sworn. Yeah. I would have refused to get off the train, and then it would be and that his, thing. His anger would feed off your anger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and I'm framing myself in the situation that he's prepared for, which is, yeah. no, I'm not getting off the train. I'm sitting here. All right, well, we'll call the police or whatever, right? Yeah. So if you sort of subvert it. But then when I got off the train, I thought, ah, oh, there's a million ways I could have gone with that. And one of them was to pretend I was deaf. Okay. You were thinking of pretending you were deaf. If I'd just gone, and I'm not going to do a deaf voice, but like sort of gone, like, I'm going to do a deaf voice. If I'd have gone, hum, 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 like that, and mm. sort of done a bit of sign language, and sort worked, of looked like, and then I, when I, my wife picked me up from the station, I told her that. What'd she say? She said, you've got a massive pair of headphones around your neck. <laughs> 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 <It> worked. <laughs> but, 
I thought it was a really good idea. It's a good idea in theory because I like the, the methodology, I think, is right to find something that trumps it. And I think you can only do that if you're able to maintain a certain yeah. degree of calm. Because the, the sort of, your adrenaline goes your up. Your adrenaline goes up. And I don't like that feeling. So I. it's like I'm, I'd rather have a fight than be nearly having a fight. Yeah, like, you know like I mean? let it all fall into the... Ca- yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have fought a trained ticket man. I don't mean that. But you like, mean Carl once pretended to be extraterrestrials like we like sort of like someone like the train guy came and we just sort of stared at him all blankly have you got your tickets have you got your tickets and we just like we, we betrayed no emotion and like sort of imagine like mimes yeah just yeah kept showing our hands and going like that and they've got no go right come on and like but we just stayed all quiet and staring in the end it sort of his energy just ran out yeah just thought like oh these are simple because yeah there's, there's a right thing in, in um when i did martial arts a lot right there's a thing called a pattern interrupt don't rub your nose when you talk about your martial arts oh, I sort of, you know, just playing it there <laughs> I had a tickly nose. I've got a beard here that's going up my nose. If you must know, that was your it's been a difficult week. Snout tickle. Yeah, um, there's on, a thing on. called a put. Like, so if someone mugs you, right? They say, "Oi, mate, you've got some money. Oi, have you got the time or whatever?" And that's called the interview. They're just they're crossing the road. They say something that's actually quite innocuous, right? Yeah. And, and it's how you react to that that is generally if you get mugged or not, right? And if you sort of go, oh, hang on, pat your pockets, and go, oh, and then you've gone, I'm a victim, mug yeah. me, right? Yeah. So, and the way I'm a victim, but like mug me, muggers, they, their adrenaline goes up to do a mugging, right? Unless right. they're like on crack, the highest kites, they're about to do a mugging, the adrenaline's sky high. What so do we do now? You can use that situation against them. How? Because if when someone's adrenalized like that, right? Can if we something weird this? happens, they generally just don't. Yeah, right. Okay, go on then. Oh, am I the mugger? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> In the part of oh Barry God. the Mugger is Russell Brand in his new appearance. All right, all right, mate, all right, mate, got time, mate. Yeah? Oh, come too on. Too much for my natural? Yeah, too, yeah, much, too, much chat, too much reality. Oh, mate, you got time. What? That's me saying that. All oh, right, go on. Is that enough? I mean, I was trying to play it natural. Yeah, no, go on, start again. All right, mate, you got time. No, yeah, I want to well, be from Birmingham. All right, mate, you got the time. Oh, you got time, mate. Some of the trees are on fire, but I've got to hurry up. <laughs> there you go. Right. He doesn't know what to do yeah. then. He, he he'll go. Uh, so he'll, there's two things he'll think. This person's nuts, right? right? Or he'll some of the trees. What they fine. doesn't make sense, and he'll he'll think this person's nuts, or I'm nuts for a second. He'll think, hang on, this, this doesn't is, make sense, disruption. right? Yeah. Collection of matrix. The then, disruption. You got to disrupt. What, um, Let's try another one. Darren Brown says, right? In that moment, that person will grasp for anything real. Right, anything that makes sense again. So if you say that and they think, well, that's mad, and then you go, I've got to go though, I'm being timed, and you jog <laughs> off, right, or something like that, then that makes a bit of sense. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. I'm Scottish this time. <laughs> what, with me saying the same thing? No, you no, do, say a different one. do a different oh, yeah. one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> no, what, am I gonna, what do I ask this time, Matt? Uh, well, anything that you to want do, to mark. I'm me. just going to do a marking. Yeah. All right, pal, do you know the way to Glen Eagle Street? Yeah, I've got loads of buttons on my jumper. What? Hey, wait there a second. I've got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being timed. <laughs> it's, uh, anyway, don't worry about the... the uh, don't worry, get bogged down in the You have to think cap. of that in the moment. But Darren no, Brown, listen to this, listen, listen. the mugger's going to come and I'll panic. Darren Brown, when he got a parking ticket, and the bloke hadn't quite finished putting it in the thing, so it was savable, right? He went up to him and he said, allow myself to introduce myself. Right, something like that, right? That's from Jay Z. That's a bad grammar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, 
Here's Beyonce. Whoa, forget the whole... ticket. No, actually, that's from Austin Powers. He said, allow us. This is it. No, he said this. Myself. <laughs> yeah, it's good, isn't it? No, he didn't say that. He said, allow myself to shake my hand. That's what he said, right? And he put his hand out. And because the words didn't make sense, the guy shook his hand because wow. that made sense. Yeah. That gesture made sense. So it, suddenly he's holding his hand. Once you're holding someone's hand, you they, they're much easier to control. That's why charity muggers try and like put their hand out so you hold their hand for a handshake because some people will just respond and shake hands right so then you're holding the blokes to touch my winkies over here please mister have you thought about the non-sexual otherwise you sort of go into a different mindset don't go anyway that's what he did and and when he was holding the man's hand he said you um i'm here now so there's no point in doing that ticket you're going to turn you're going to throw that away after you know and he sort of like mind controlled him. him. him yeah but anyway... But Darren Brown had to spend his whole life learning that. You have to interrupt the pattern of the script that that person's got in their head. Well, I think I do that anyway, don't I? You probably do. But if yeah. someone came up to you... Like, I think if a you grew up somewhere a bit rough, then you sort of it, almost know this. Yeah, you, you learn it. Someone says, well, you've got time, mate. You go, nah, mate. Really, like, gruff. You don't go, oh, hang on. Um, the time you say, sir. Wait a minute, let me search for let my variety of pocket watches, <laughs> phones. Yeah. Oh, well, and that's a natural thing. Right, I'm being told to wrap this up now. But since old Raspberry Monday, all the scuttlebrays have been poisoning my backseat. When did they? No, thank you. My mind's gone all Wednesday. Tickle down the bum. You would not get mugged. No way. <laughs> You're unmuggable mug like that. that. Yeah. That's, that's unmuggable. No... <laughs> unmuggable. Oh, yeah, all right. You'd mug them. They'd probably hand over a load of stuff. How about those squitzy burps of yours down in the pocket dungeons? Allow me with the nimble bikes. <laughs> There's a man that just went by on crutches. I was so brilliant. All right, well, I think we're... <laughs> It's a shame we didn't get to talk about this mourner who's gate-crashed funerals. It's a shame we'll we don't know it. about... Most mugs have got poo on them, you dirty mug. You dirty shit-covered mug. Because mugs do have poo on them, mate, and that's well, not my word. One of those studies, isn't no, it? No, it's... Oh. Yeah, it's one of those fecal, 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 oh. fecal, fecal matter. matter's yeah. been found in my... Like fecal sky? matter's everywhere. But this planet is fecal matter. Don't say that yeah. about my planet. I'm half American. Now, with the DNA-wise, drinkers of tea and coffee down the office, be warned, 20% of mugs from the office kitchen have faecal matter on them, according to, wait for it, it's a study, Charles Gerber, PhD, Professor of Environmental Microbiology at the University. This is a proper person with a job. Wasting his time. All those letters after his name, and what's he doing? Finding shit on mugs. (laughs) (laughs) He is in a university. I bet he's got grubby little hands. Dodge the train by talking about shit. (laughs) Why don't you pay your bloody, pay your your tickets? He's the cause of everything. (laughs) Yeah. All fecal matter. He's finding his own poo on everything. Listen, stop it. This is a proper scientist. His pants are 90%. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Listen, Charles Gerber, he's a professor, Matt. He could be on under the skin, oh, this guy. Yeah. 90% of office mugs carry dangerous germs and 20% carry fecal bacteria. The university studies suggest that one in five are harbouring unsavoury microbes. Dr. Gerber says that by washing our mugs in the communal kitchen, as we believe is the right thing to do, we're using sponges that aren't cleaned. Yeah, how is poo getting on sponges in I've the never kitchen. put sponge, poo on a sponge in my life. That's the sort of thing somebody who puts poo on a sponge would say. No, why? <laughs> no, I've never. I don't even use a sponge for the back door. I use it. I'm very, very... It must mean that people don't wash their hands when they go to the toilet. Yeah. Then they come to the kitchen and start messing around with mugs. I'll let you in on a little secret. What? 
I don't wash my hands. You don't wash your hands. Even if it's a poo, I don't bother. And I know they say that caused the plague, but I don't care. And I don't think there's going to be another plague. My, I don't touch my anus when I go for a poo. I don't touch the anus. I go nowhere near. Well, I go near it. I go by it. But I use the wipe. I, cut, I make sure there's not a jot left. Not a jot. It's still, like, it's microbes. getting on there. Yeah. Nah. No microbes, mate. You dirty devil. <laughs> Should I start washing it because I've got a baby and all that? Yeah. Yeah, but a baby's covered in poo. Yeah, but it's not probably your worse poo. than their mugs. Is it your poo? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's a podcast. You can do with it what you will. If you want to be behind a glass panel, that's a glass oh, panel. Shut up about a glass panel. It's <laughs> like a punishment. A genuine opportunity for people to be behind glass panels has been wasted. All right, well, thank you. We're trying our best. Get us out that chart, you dirty little bastards. Russell Brand. Radio X.